0: On the Google Play or App Store, or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. This is the Meat Eater Podcast coming at you shirtless, severely bug bitten, and in my case, underwearless. The Meat Eater
1: Podcast. You can't predict anything.
0: Presented by First Light, creating proven, versatile hunting apparel from Merino base layers to technical outerwear for every hunt. First Light, go farther, stay longer. Holy shit, it's the Missouri Corner Crossers in the studio. Dudes are famous. <laughs> Do people come over in the airport and be like, it's the Missouri <laughs> Corner Crosser"? Huh. no we're not we're unrecognizable no one knows who you are no huh this is the first like media thing you've been able to do
1: pretty much i've oh, talked to on. some people on the phone oh yeah, yeah but
0: you haven't been you haven't been on one of these here digital radio programs no
1: you're the first that's awesome man
0: we also yeah exclusive interview. we also have brandon butler here who's an arson victim
2: also a missourian oh. is that how oh! you define yourself brandon that's what my business do people card come up to you in the airport mess. and be like are you an arson victim you would be surprised how many people have heard this story. Oh, it's a great story. Is it? Titillates the <laughs> hell out of me, man. Oh, um, God, I'm depressed
3: after I heard the the little summary this morning from Brandon. Before, oh, it's, no, listen.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't be. It's not a good thing. I mean, no, it's horrible. And then did you see how nice this place became? The place that the poachers burned down, how nice it became after we were there last
3: Mm-hmm. You think he would have waited to invite us over when it was all done up and fancy?
2: I wanted you guys to experience when it was raw, raw and cold. Yeah, it's a
0: tra- it's a tragic story, but there's like a little bit of justice in the end. There is. All uh, right, first, a couple things. Cal, you were telling a story that was so good, we wanted you to start over again.
4: But it's apropos for this podcast because it is about government, hyper-localized government, which is your homeowners association or in my case condo owners association yeah of which I uh, got
0: a, yeah I got a hot tip for listeners I bought a house with the HOA but I didn't really know what it meant like I hadn't I hadn't bought a bunch of houses I bought one other house before and there wasn't anything like that and then I heard that there was one and I didn't really think about it I know now that I would never ever 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 again buy a house with a HOA it's like a group that makes it that you can't have your boat That you, like, can't work on your boat the way you'd like to work on it.
4: Yeah, exactly. And I I think, like, the seasonal approach, like your friend was saying, is a a great one, right? It's like, if you want to work on some junky old vehicle, that's totally fine. But if it comes to be that there's four foot of snow on there and there's junk everywhere Mm -hmm. and you're obviously not working on it, then it becomes not fine. Yeah, I can see that. That seems reasonable to me.
0: Yeah, it's like if you have your, uh, you know, let's just say, let's say you're bringing your camper somewhere and then the world's washed out and you're like, ah,
4: they got to fix the road. I don't know. Yeah. And you don't want to, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I can see where, where you're going with that.
3: But, but here here's the deal. What if you're, you didn't have, let's say you didn't have an HOA. And your neighbor, and you could do it where you live. And your neighbor's like, you know what? I'm gonna open up a burger joint at running out of my garage. So now, well, that wouldn't be
0: an HOA issue. That'd be a zoning issue.
3: Well, I'm saying, let's just say you were outside of the, you're on the other side of that line that's right behind your house, and you're outside of, uh, you know, city limits or whatever. And you were in a place where you could do it. I don't understand. You don't? You're saying that I live in a place where it's zoned for someone
0: for my neighbor to open a burger restaurant.
3: I'm saying you I'm saying you don't I'm making up a place okay. where you could do that. There's no rules. Well, I'll give no you a, HOA. I'll give you a good example, no rules, Yanni. And no zoning. Okay, for, for instance, my HOA says because we are zoned, where obviously you can have a business.
0: You can have a burger yeah. joint. You'd get zero business.
3: I don't know if it's a burger joint, but you can have No
0: one's going to your house for burgers.
3: You can have, <laughs> you can have like an auto repair the, shop. Welding okay. shop. Okay. A welding shop.
0: I'd like that very much. I wish all my neighbors had welding shops. Well, actually, I wish it was welding. Pipe fabric, fitting. welding and fabrication, electric, lumber yard, plumbing, taco stand. <laughs> plumbing. So, if all of a sudden your
3: neighborhood wasn't nice and quiet and there was like 500 people coming to visit whatever business it was, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's no that, that guy do capitalist. with
5: having a camper or a boat in your driveway?
0: I'm, he's trying to go extreme. He's trying to, he's trying to rep- Because
3: there's, yeah, there's the extreme version of HOA and extreme versions of shitty neighbors. That HOAs are. But I wish good for I had. I wish that my I, I I wish
0: my house was the only one that looked nice because people would be like, geez, that's a nice looking house."
4: <laughs> but you're all those buying- other
0: people got junked out cars, that's and then when I needed that. a part, right now I need a p- I need a piece of aluminum. I don't give a shit. Two inch, four inch wide. I needed a piece of aluminum bar stock. In Alaska, at our fish shack in Alaska, there's sure shit no HOA. I could easily find that by going to my neighbors. And looking mm. around where they keep all their garbage. Here, it doesn't work that way. But if all my neighbors had junk collections, I'd go like, hey, do you mind if I dig around? Look? I'm trying to find a, you know, yay big, whatever. They'd be like, hey, man, I got all my junk here.
4: Yeah, don't cut yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i telling you, man. So, yeah, you know the the Latin "caveat emptor? Mm-mm. Buyer beware. Mm. It covers it all. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, that neighborhood?
0: So to be realistic, what I would say is this, I would say that if like, well, I start on my point. I won't do it again. If I did, I would be like, I would have an H like I would make an HOA that said the HOA rules are it's cool to have. And I'd list things that I like. Right. Campers, boat trailers, like stuff I like. And that was OK.
3: Can (laughs) can someone live in your uh, camper full time in your yard? Depends what their groove is.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And if I like it. So I'm swinging in to the condo the other day, and and it's work-live, right? So they are businesses on the bottom level, residences on top. And uh, What do they call them? Live and works? Yeah, work-live, live-work, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're dual-zoned, and and that doesn't make too much of a difference here. But my uh, buddy across the street works on uh wind generation mm-hmm. power generation stuff and and he's a major tinker he's got his garage open all the time and he's got this little bulldog named blue cheese and uh what kind, know, of,
0: what kind of tinkering is he into uh
4: woodworking lots of woodworking lots of moto stuff lots of bicycle stuff um automotive whatever like he is into it And that's, what's cool about the neighborhood or it's slowly changing, but, um, weekends, especially like everybody's got their garage open and, and nobody really wants to go bullshit with each other.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Cause they're too busy tinkering.
4: But you can always walk over and borrow a tool that you need And between the open garages.
0: Sounds like a great neighborhood.
4: It's yeah, it's ideal. Well, we've been getting this infestation, of uh, rock doves, city pigeons. And they've shown up for the first time. They're crapping on everything. Uh, I I'm, have been, I don't own an air rifle anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was trying to solicit some work from somebody who does. My boy will do it, but the problem is we just had to order
0: him a new magazine for his gamo this morning. Because according to him, it broke, then he lost it. But it didn't matter because it was broke.
5: <laughs> That's what he tells me over, Does, at his buddy, uh, over
0: at his buddy Teddy's house. If we're going to pay
5: to fix something. <laughs>
4: Does air rifle shooting, is that okay with the HOA? It is. It oh, is okay. because I'm the de facto president. <laughs> uh, I was I was stupid enough to join the board. You put a clause in there. And then everybody else uh, moved away. <laughs> so so there's one board member right now? Right now, which is not up to the bylaws, but here we are. Nobody wants to do it. I get it. Um So I come pulling in yesterday, blue cheese, who's always a potential speed bump, comes strutting out there and, uh, he smashes this squab, this flightless pigeon on the, on the side of the sidewalk. Like he catches it. He catches it, which is not super likely. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking around and determine that the only place that a nest could be is inside the barbecue of this oh, neighbor who's squ- not even there. Oh,
0: I, I got you now. Flightless because of its youth. Of its youth. Yep. Uh, I understand Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a,
4: it's a, you know, city pigeon. So it just
0: get out of the nest and the dog grabs it.
4: Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, my dog takes great interest in that. And she gets it from the bulldog who's <laughs> super pissed. And there's just a slight height. Uh, difference there so he's jumping up at her they're making all sorts of noise she's trotting around super proud with this bird in her mouth looking around probably then the other neighbors show up who are from away we'll just say (laughs) from steve's old neighborhood in seattle and they're watching all this and i'm i'm more concerned with the origination where this (laughs) bird came from. Because you so, got a
0: hot clue now. Yeah.
4: So now I can eliminate <laughs> the nest, the situation that I am with the bird that's in hand, literally has already been caught. And uh, my neighbor from behind me goes, can you just end it quick? <laughs> and so kind of without thinking, you know, I like call Snort to heal. I'm looking for the nest. She hands the bird off. I grab it by the legs. I give it a quick, like, like, you know, like uh towel whack. Yeah. And then chuck it in the dumpster. And, you know, I'm still like focused upwards. And I turn around and there's just kind of a scene, a quiet scene of like, <laughs> <laughs> it was too smooth. It was too yeah. effortless. Right.
0: Yeah. They wanted more like contemplation and you to come over and be like, Whew.
4: right. Wow. Man. Let, hate l- the... Let's wrap our heads around that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. That was intense. But, uh, it's not now how it works on the mean streets of Los Angeles. You know.
0: No. Uh, okay, we got a lot to cover, so we're gonna go only talk about one or two things here. We were making, we were talking about Braxton Hicks. You guys know? You guys got kids? Oh yeah, two girls, two girls, old kids, oh. and now grandbabies. Oh really? Yeah. Do you guys remember what a Braxton Hicks contraction was? Yeah. We were talking about how there's only two women that listen, and and um I don't know why we're talking about that. So, we're wondering why we're covering Brax and Hicks contractions. Right. But, right, right, but yeah. we were wrong because three women wrote in. <laughs> so, we got an audience. We are off <laughs> by a lot, by a wide margin. Uh, and they had things to say about Brax and Hicks. So, we're off by 50%. Someone wrote in, if only two women listen to the show, I'm half of them. She went on to say, as for Brax and Hicks contractions, they can happen for half of or none of a pregnancy and vary in intensity for each person. And there's no way in hell a woman who's had a labor contraction could confuse the two. Another person mentioned that uh, her husband had a cousin whose name was Braxton Hicks. Spelled differently. H-I-X. Braxton Hicks. It's a great name. Uh, Corinne, Got your, talk about your blue belt, Kren, and jiu-jitsu.
6: Thanks for putting that in the talking points, Yanni. Not necessary to talk about, but yeah, I got a, I've been doing jujitsu for a little bit over a year with a Crone Gracie and very unexpectedly got a promotion the other day, so.
0: So if I, help me understand this, yep. let's say I threw a wild haymaker at you, <laughs> do you feel that you would then beat my ass? Um, like, is it useful
6: like that? It's so jujitsu is a
0: drunken, wild haymaker.
6: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a lot of things, but part of it at its core is self-defense. So it doesn't matter if you're bigger than me or stronger than me. If I've got technique down, if I can feel myself in my body and feel like what and see like what you're doing or about to do, then I might just be able to get you in a little pretzel.
0: Okay, so let's say she's not Yanni, gonna beat
6: your ass,
3: she's gonna subdue you.
6: Yes, exactly. Oh, well, yeah, I'd yeah. count that same or like thing. Choke, if I'm like choke laying there you. and I can't yeah. do
0: anything. That's that my ass. Arm bar something so like it, that. So so never mind the wild haymaker because it doesn't work, but like let's say mm-hmm. um Yanni, I was like, okay, now Corinne and Yanni will fight. Right. Right? <laughs> and there's no haymakers, it's like you guys square off to fight. Do you feel that you would beat Yanni's ass? <laughs> because you know this martial art.
6: I would say I have. As I have you're more thinking confidence. this through,
3: remember that I did about six weeks of karate when
4: I was
6: ah, ten. You did the karate, <laughs> ten or eleven. Mm.
4: Um, and that stuff sticks with you like a bicycle. So,
6: so the first thing I would try to do is get you to the ground. Just well, because... on, no, no, I'm
4: asking It's a yes
0: or no question.
6: <laughs> would Maybe. you be
0: able to beat Yanni's ass in a fight? Maybe. Really. So it works that good. Oh, it's on after this podcast. It's
6: it's all technique. It's you know, if you're a smaller person going against a much bigger, stronger person who doesn't have the level of technique that you do, you can you can subdue them.
0: But are you relying on them also fighting by the same set of rules? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, so you're not. You're not. It doesn't have to be that that they're pl- you're playing checkers and they're playing chess. Like
6: they're it never doesn't matter you're, you're, you're going to whoop them anyway. Uh, oh, so many factors come into play, but there might be things that they don't, you know, someone might like step to me and be really cocky about their ability and not defend themselves in places where I don't know. I might be able to do something. I
2: watched this play out in high school. Like yeah. we're old enough now, like we were there when UFC kind of started and we had this buddy named Jay who thought he was like studying it and he was a martial artist. We had this truck driver named Valente who was like 6'4", 220 in high school. And Jay's like, sure, he can take him because he knows all these skills. Mm-hmm. So we move all the furniture out of Valente's like parents upstairs and there's tile and Jay's like in his gi or whatever and Valente's in some like ripped up ACDC t-shirt and Jay comes running at him. Valente lifts him up as high as he can and slams him on the tile. And the fight was over. That was mm-hmm. it. Yep. The, the big guy just overpowered him My uh, friend, ex,
4: ex-girlfriend ex from a long time ago, uh, studied judo from, a, from like yeah. a judo family. Mm-hmm. And very, very tiny lady. And my friend who was a division one linebacker whose claim to fame was he once tackled Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Picked a fight Who with Who everybody her.
3: knows was a very difficult target to tackle. That's very true.
4: difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he picked a fight with with her and it was over shockingly fast. Because he whooped her. She whooped she him. She whooped him. And all she said was, they always try to pick
6: you up.
0: I thought you like, just said, hi
6: no, there's No. I don't think there's a lot of hi in judo. Judo is like, yeah, is, is getting you to the ground is very explosive. So yeah, that's not surprising. Her
4: takeaway is big guys always try to pick up uh-huh. smaller and, and, people. And, what, mm-hmm. and throw them down? I like, don't know. But she's just like, just yeah, like, they always try to pick you up. That's a On with the minds. night. No so what'd deal. she do? I couldn't really see it because they were kind of wrapped up, but he was went down howling uh-huh. in pain <laughs> and was like, okay, 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 okay. So um, it turned, turned the conversation around real fast. Okay, last thing, Yanni wanted to plug. Um, I haven't downloaded
0: it yet, but Bogdan loves it.
3: Oh, it's so cool! Everybody in this room should get it. It's free. It's called the Merlin Bird ID by the Cornell Lab. Everything about
0: everything good about birds is from the Cornell Ornithology. Absolutely. Lab. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> I just opened it and it says your five day grace period is over. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh,
3: oh no. But listen, it is a hundred percent worth paying whatever they're gonna charge me. What do they want listen, for listen? I don't know. I'm not gonna go, go in and figure that out right now. But you're gonna pay it. Yeah. Because on my recent bear hunt, you can they have a sound ID. So you can just hit the microphone button while you're sitting there at first light and all the birds are going off. And it just starts running. It just starts showing up. Every bird is going off. That's what I was hearing about. There's a whole, it'll be like the whole list. It'll be like 10 birds. And then as each one's going off, it'll highlight it. No. So you're just sitting there watching it. And all of a sudden the Robin highlights, it goes away. Then the Chipping Sparrow highlights, it goes away. Then the Mountain Chickadee highlights. Then the Red breasted Nuthatch highlights. That's awesome. So cool. You got to have service for it to work? No. No. You pre-download like sections of the United States oh, and it really? has it all there.
0: See man, you know that's good to know cuz what's daunting is we're going to um we keep a good list at our house, but we're going to start doing a list at our little property and it's just daunting cuz it's like starting from scratch and it's No, and, this and, is so easy cuz yeah, you it's don't have to the, see it. It's not all the normal ones that you're accustomed to because you're higher elevation, different mm-hmm. kind of habitat type. Yeah.
3: So I was actually doing it in reverse now. I was sitting there listening to him going, oh, that's that bird. And then I could see the picture on my app, and then I could glass around and look at the little birds fluttering around and find them and go, oh, there is the red-breasted nuthatch. That's great. Okay, do your last little promotion. I want everybody going go and watch uh, the brand-new six episodes of my show called On the Hunt on uh, Meat Eater's YouTube channel. Brody, have you watched them all? How many have you watched? Still catching up. Still Who, who's, watched, who's watched one in this room?
4: I watched one. Nice. What'd you think? Turkeys with room app. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Liked it. Yeah, I'd say watch more based off of that. Okay, good. Thank you, Cal. Sorry, Giannis. That's I'll, all right.
0: We got, te- we got a We got an email today said that that was the finest thing that this company has ever produced. Did you see that email?
3: I did see that. It was very nice of that person to say that.
4: Is that an email peer-reviewed?
3: <laughs> this is a random email. It was my mother.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh,
3: thanks, man. She's
0: been a great supporter over the years. Okay, we're going to get into law and justice. Cue the song, Phil. Now, here's the thing. To make this legal, everybody needs to comment on it, because it's criticism. Hit it. The
4: guitar is a little twangy, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a great tune. That's my comment
0: here.
3: I never watched this show
0: no, it's not a show. Oh. Kill people
3: all day
1: long.
0: There, he, he's singing. I sing my he's singing. Lawman. He just said law, man. All right, turn it
5: off.
0: <laughs> it's the Law and Justice episode. Who sang that? This It's this dude from, he's kind of like a, he was just kind of fixture around Austin, Texas. Had a lot of mental problems, had a lot of substance abuse problems, but would now and then pull it together and do these albums. And um, he then later did an album with an outfit called Ockerville Ockerville River out of Austin. And they kind of brought a lot of his music to life. But he had a lot of, uh, he was a troubled individual. Is that how
4: you say it? Ockerville?
0: Ockerville. Yeah, it's from a Russian novel.
4: No way. Yeah, I swear to God. That didn't stick as a kid.
0: All right, Brandon, you ready? Yeah. Okay, we got two major things to cover because we're gonna we're gonna do a big follow up. Well, these are both stories: the, the Missouri corner crossers, I guess fellow could call them Wyoming corner crossers, whatever the hell. The Wyoming corner crossers from Missouri, we've reported on quite heavily, and then we've reported on Brandon Butler's justice saga quite heavily. And now we're gonna do a, a recap on both with everybody in the room. So if you can, give us a um, where we last left off.
2: I think where we last left off was the suspect was in custody. No, 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 no. Recap the story. I'll recap the whole thing? Yeah, you're sitting there, you hear a bunch of gunshots. Yeah, so I, I got to go back a little bit further than that and talk about how I even got there. Um, there was a camp called Camp Zo that affluent girls from St. Louis would go to in the Ozarks. Fluent or affluent? Affluent. okay. And uh, the governor at the time of Missouri was Jay Nixon, and his mom had been a camper at this camp. Mm -hmm. And then she went on to become a counselor at this camp. Tell folks where we're at here. This is in Shannon County, Missouri, just north of Eminence, maybe 15, 20 miles at most. And the governor always had, you know, he had affinity for this property. It was beautiful. Sinking Creek, you guys saw Sinking Creek flows through it and... Eventually, it got bought and turned into a music venue, and it was called Schwagstock. That was a music venue. It became, you know, a place where hippies would gather and swim naked in the creek. Well, was
3: it bigger, or this is just on year forty acres? No, this
2: is just down the road where oh, that, okay. the state park is, where we went and used oh, the internet okay. that day. So you're talking right.
0: about the, just the general the area. the general area yeah. and
2: um, hippies in the creek. Then it became worse than that. You know, the, the weed turned into heavier drugs, and ultimately the DEA raided this property in 2010. It went up for auction, and the state bought it. Yeah. The governor had— you
0: You're know, into the distinction now between hippies and crazy-ass hippies.
2: Yeah, I, I don't have hippies and meth heads in the same, like, category. Like, it went oh, from, so it's
0: that kind of transition. Not yeah. even crazy-ass hippies. Yeah, it
2: went from, yeah. like, you know— smoking weed in the creek to, to hard <laughs> drugs. And at that point the DEA, I guess, had enough. And uh-huh. they came in, raided the property, confiscated it for like back taxes and other Seriously. issues. And then the state bought it in an open auction. They ended up paying six hundred and forty thousand dollars. It's a little over three hundred and That's decades. how the state park came to be there. Yeah, and it I was the governor's vision. He had like a year left. And he just went all out on building this property. And it's the premier state park in the state of Missouri. Now they put like sixty-one million dollars into it. The oh, lodge what a steel, is incredible, right? Yeah. Have you guys been to Echo Bluff?
7: It, I was just going to ask you if that's what it was. It is. Have you that's been what there? I was trying to look up. I've been by it. Yeah, yeah I've been there. It's pretty, isn't it? it We'd say it's a be,
2: yeah, It's a beautiful state park and an absolute point of pride for the state of Missouri. But because of this kind of contingent of folks. A very small contingent. I have to be careful because I guess last time I got in trouble because I got generalized and saying, like, it's the whole area. Oh, we <laughs> had seen a, a
0: guy get in a lot of trouble. for like, He's from England. Yeah. And, man, he got a lot of heat. I'm talking about, talking a, about very,
2: a very small group of people that live, like, back in the woods, like, in these hollers that like this outlaw way of life that they've been conducting for generations mm. where, like, rules and law simply don't matter. But the majority of people down there are incredible people. Like they're just salt of the earth, hardworking, love the outdoors. But it's like they got to hide from this like bully mentality. They can't speak up for good. They can't speak up for like justice because if they do, then they're going to face like ramifications. But back to the park. So the the governor puts all this money into the park. At the time, I'm running the Conservation Federation, which is like the state's largest conservation nonprofit it's affiliated to the national wildlife federation and the governor asks me to kind of help lead PR issues like make people see the benefits of this park coming in to this part of the state so I'm doing that and while I'm there like exploring this property I finally decide this is it like I've been waiting my whole life to have a place like my own property my own camp you know, my first camp was, like, a G.I. Joe sleeping bag under the stairs of my parents' basement. And then in college, you became a camper. And, like, the dream of just having a cabin. Like, that was always yep. the dream. So now I'm like, this is it. I'm going to buy a place down here. Through a series of, like, fortunate events, I find this 40 acres real close to the park, on the creek, surrounded by public land. And I, I get it bought. And now I show up. In my conservation truck, like wrapped with like conservation on it. And, I mean, man, I grew up not too far down the road from you in Northwest Indiana. Did mm-hmm. a lot of work in like Gary and, and some really rough places as a kid. Yeah, it's a hell of a nice town. And now I think about it in a sense, like, like when I reflect on the decision I made, it'd be like going into Gary and building a mansion. And expecting like, you're just going to be friends with all your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything's going to be fine. You know, even if you're not trying to change them. You just being there somehow like shifts this mentality.
6: Yeah. You and your area.
2: conservation schmuckety schmuck. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Following the rules. <laughs> and uh, so I go about it and, you know, but I, I, I tried to, you know, immediately do well. I, I went to uh, Sam's club and bought those tens of popcorn I took them to everybody's house on the road for Christmas.
0: Where they divide the tin up into three and they got three flavors. Yeah, you got
2: like cheese and caramel and all that. So like I took those out and now I'm thinking, you know, now these people are like, who is this dude? Like that's coming to our house with a tin of popcorn to like introduce himself. But ultimately that was like my introduction to these folks and my like, please don't burn my house down, like offering. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And things were good for a while. I hired all local contractors. Uh, You know, it was just a real rough piece of ground i brought in a guy with a bulldozer he cleaned up a couple acres there was an old cabin there i took it apart piece by piece so i could repurpose the materials like the old roof became the ceiling in the new cabin the rafters became bookshelves uh just a lot of that i took this old potato sack that was insulation in the old cabin and i framed it because it was you know 100 years old insulation was was cool so shit like that was just what made that place special then we started hunting there, and I guess maybe they had a few a few people kind of had felt that I was encroaching on their public land. You know how that goes, right? They'd been hunting there for a while. Somebody else comes in, starts hunting the same public land, and I'm bringing guys down from because the... you got
0: a parcel, but your parcel's by public land.
2: Yeah, my parcel was surrounded on three sides by a, a parcel of public land that's like sixty thousand contiguous acres, and there was probably about three or four thousand acres behind my house before you got to a road. Uh, that I really started getting to know. It's where Giannis killed his turkey. Oh, well, you too. You killed yours there too. Well, yeah, but,
0: and, man, uh, I found
2: a crippled up turkey that I killed. I actually jumped it. So, <laughs> that was a good story. That was a great. Story. Uh, That's one of my proudest moments. So it's going well. It's going well for a while. That park comes in. Uh, the locals start working at the park. You know, there's jobs now like a like hundred people are employed there and, and, Like the the local sentiment starts getting better for the park, but it is bringing a lot of people in there. And and then there's that group that has like the frustration for the fact that this area is becoming more exposed, like more people know about it, more people are visiting. And I I assume there's just like a a deep seated resentment towards that. And if you go back a step further, there's just a really deep seated resentment towards government by a lot of these people in general because – The national park there, which is called the Ozark National Scenic Riverways, it's 135 miles of river corridor consisting of the current river and the Jacks Fork River with 85,000 acres of public land along those rivers. Now, a lot of it was taken by eminent domain back in like the 50s and 60s to become that park. Everybody was paid. Everybody was, you know, nobody's land was stolen. But that's the sentiment by a few people is, you know, the land was stolen from us. Well, no, you know, a check was passed. Yeah, there's I like they, they got you
0: a check, but I mean. Uh, yeah, there was people that held out. Yeah,
2: and, and that, that,
0: that's a common story. And like, it's like. There's
2: resentment for sure.
0: Sure. Like and, if you have a, your farm being taken by eminent domain for right. a park, you cannot expect to be like, oh, you have no right to be mad. We
2: gave you the money. It's and just different, man. The way I think about it is like if my grandpa said something, it was gospel. Mm. You know, and now you've got this like generational anger that comes from like the people who actually lost the property to the two or three generations after that are now like carrying that flame yeah they're they're like you know i'm gonna find some way to right this wrong because it's like our family's heritage
0: pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service it's called the wellness company picture this okay you wake up you got a scratchy throat you're all congested you got a runny nose you got a cough whatever And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit, you match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription, and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit. All right. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at TWC.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at TWC.health slash meat eater. Hey man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch.
4: upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: Get incredible deals on premium cuts from ButcherBox. Do you like free protein for a whole year? Well, deals this good are hard to come by at the grocery store. You'll get exclusive deals as a member, too. Sign up at ButcherBox.com meat MeatEater and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free and every order for a year. So every box you get has that in it free for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com meat eater. Make sure you use code MeatEater. To choose your free for a year offer plus $20 off your
2: first order. So there, there is like this real deep resentment towards government in that area. And, uh, and now they come in and put this park in and, and start bringing people. And then people like me show up and buy property and, you know, want rules to be followed. Like don't shoot deer at night with spotlights. Uh, don't run your dogs illegally on my property. Things that are just pretty basic but we're getting along fine until maybe three years in and my friend eric is hunting uh, a tree stand along the creek and there's this little seven point buck out in the field in front of him. and a truck pulls up at the opening to this field jumps out two guys jump out and they start firing on this buck they wound it not gun season it was gun season. Okay. They do most of their, po- I'll give them that. Most of the poaching actually does take place during the rifle season. So they wound this buck. It runs up onto my property, beds up. They go switch vehicles. I guess they got like a shooting vehicle and a hauling vehicle. So they had to go get the pickup truck. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh multifaceted poaching operation. Mm-hmm. So then they come barreling across the field. In into- the haul and rig. In the hauling rig, jump the buck up, and it runs right at my buddy who's sitting on a power line cut at the creek, full blaze orange, and they just start unloading on it again. Now bullets are, like, whizzing past my buddy's tree stand, and he's screaming at them, and now they're like, oh, shit, you know, they're scared that they're shooting at this guy. So they come up, and then they explain to him that it's his fault because he didn't put a blaze orange marker at the opening of the field so they would know— not to shoot from the road. Yeah. So at that point, like, I don't call the law. I'm still like the executive director of this organization, I'm constantly promoting like anti-poaching campaigns and doing the right thing. And and in that instance, I didn't. You know, and that never sat right with me. I wanted to keep the peace, so I went and talked to the people and and tried to like smooth it over, like good, like neighborly. And it, it did get smoothed over with some of the like. Powers that be some of the more like patriarchal type in that area. But the guy who did it, he just went around telling stories and making up lies. And and that started breeding this kind of like anti sentiment towards me in a small, like contingent crowd. But we lived with it for years until we got to gun season of 2020. And it was Sunday night. And me and my buddy Nathan, everybody calls him Shags, my cousin Derek and my buddy Paddle Don, like we're sitting around this campfire and a truck comes across. Remember how we couldn't come across the creek? So to get into this property, you had to like drive on a, an underwater bridge. Like we call them Arkansas bridges because they actually build them underwater. And, uh, you come across this (laughs) Arkansas bridge and when it's flooded, you got to come through the forest. And I took you guys in through the forest. The bridge is all flooded out, but somebody comes across anyways. We couldn't believe that they were crossing it. This truck pulls in and this is like 830. So it's three hours, three hours after dark. Uh, It pulls into this field, like right at the base of my property where the old man who had owned it died like two weeks before. Mm. And I'd been over there that day and the power line people were there. And I thought that the power line people had recognized that this was now a vacant property and they were coming in there to poach at night. So when this truck pulls into the field, they throw on like an LED light bar, and we can see the muzzle flashes before we can hear the shots. And at that point, I just jump in my side by side and take off to try to confront them. Uh, my buddies come running after me. The truck evades and gets out of the holler, and that I was like, that's it. I'm this is this is the line in the sand. So I I call the the game wardens who I know we call them conservation officers in in uh, Missouri and they come out. But that morning we went looking for the truck and we found it before the agent got there. And I knew who it belonged to at that point. And it, it was like, this is going to be serious if I cross this line. So they actually come out and they, they reiterate that to me. They're like, you know who this belongs to? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what are you going to do? I was like, I can't not do it. Like, it's never sat right with me that I didn't the first time. Like I'm the guy telling other people to do this. Like I got to do it at this point. So I turned them in and it ended up being three women. There was a, a younger lady who I guess had come down to hunt and didn't get a deer. And they were like, oh, well, we'll get you a deer. Mm-hmm. They went out to get a deer and they all three, I was in the courtroom. They all ended up pleading guilty. You know, there's no reason to say their names at this point or anything, but they, you know, they got multiple violations and each about a thousand dollars in fines and and pled guilty to that. But the the suspect uh in burning down my cabin, it's like one of those women's boyfriend's son who's been like in and out of prison all this time and and now he's back in prison. So that was like November and it was January fourth. And when immortal, this dude came and burned your what was the date that he burned down your place? It was at like 10 o'clock at night on January 4th, oh, okay. 2021.
0: And you got trail cam of him. Yeah. And... So
2: I set out, I told that before too, you know, I I thought I'll set some trail cameras out where they'll think these are the cameras that I'm using to protect the property. And then I took the real cameras and hit them much further back in the woods and had like good shots of them. So I got pictures of the dude like on the porch walking up to the cabin, carrying a rifle and a bottle that's obviously like a bottle of accelerant. And then I've got a picture of them leaving, uh, leaving the property with fire coming out of the far back window. And then I got a 30 second time lapse of it burning for the next hour until the fire department gets there. And then there's actually a picture of me, like when I approach that the trail cam caught. But yeah, they actually pulled the chips on the dummy cameras thinking like, ah, this idiot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put these cameras right where we can see them, you know? So the, the trap worked and, uh. So I got, I got the photos and I went, I went to court like multiple times and it it was a very interesting experience, you know, and you can show the photos of this dude from his Facebook and he's wearing like the same Mossy Oak sweatshirt and that the pictures to me are very clear. Like I know who it is, Mm -hmm. but in a court of law in a county of 8,000 people where 4,000 of them are probably related like, is it enough evidence? Yeah, because all you gotta to, do is demonstrate some doubt. Right. So they, they get a lawyer for this guy, and and they're talking about this sweatshirt in this court case, and, and Shags is there with me in in the courtroom, and a sweatshirt that everybody
4: in that county has.
2: So that's the lawyer's point, right? And he goes uh, to the to the the deputy that's on the stand at the time. They're like, "What about the sweatshirt?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, it's very clear sweatshirt." And he goes. Could that be a sweatshirt that everybody in this county has? Do you yourself own that sweatshirt? No, I do not, <laughs> says, says the uh, county policeman. No, I do not. He goes, you do not. Well, do you have a mossy oak hat? No, I do not. He goes, well, do you know people in your family that do? No, I do not. <laughs> He says, Well what do you do? He goes, We're we're that other what's that other one? And somebody in the back of the courtroom yells, Real Tree (laughs) (laughs) You've gotta be shitting me. This is in the court. Yeah, this is in court. And the whole like now the courtroom's laughing, like, we're a real tree family, you know. Uh, Oh yeah. Which makes total (laughs) sense. Oh yeah. Like so. So long story short, we've been going through this, <laughs> and this if process. He, if he
0: would have wanted to take that logic, he could have been like, they sold 11,000 units yeah. of that sweatshirt <laughs> or whatever. Right? So,
2: you know, to me, it's, it's very clear. But what had happened is it, it, three other cabins that I'm aware of were burned down within 12 months of mine prior to mine and one since mine and a, a United States – federal property the round spring ranger station which we'll get to but nobody had was been able torched. was torched and that's in retaliation the story just keeps going man like so i start making a stink about it like most people just took it like there's nothing they can do they show up their cabins burned down there's no evidence there's no cameras there's no nothing well i know who did it and i go to the lieutenant governor sit right down in his office i call my congresswoman like i just immediately i'm communicating with the head of the Department of Conservation Law Enforcement. I'm head, talking to the director. Uh, I get one person removed from the FBI. Like, I just went as deep as I could go as fast as I could do it. And the cabin was burned on, on January 5th, and that dude was arrested on January 15th, and he hasn't been out of jail a day since. And he's still not, still not been charged with mine. The beauty is, is when he had broken into another cabin, he... Left his parole papers behind.
4: I had to keep them someplace dry. Right, you sure. wanted
2: yeah. to keep those safe, uh, and and had Hold committed back, back that sense up again. Okay, explain it to me again. So he was squatting in some dude's cabin and was you know he had his parole papers and left them on the table. So that's how they knew he was there. And ultimately, he's <laughs> pled guilty to this charge.
0: I like I'm trying to understand, like, like, well, when you fully like making a, place, a point or he's just no, no, like he
2: just. Forgot his Those were like papers. his possessions,
4: right? He had his possessions. When you possessions. flee a place, you probably take a picture of your kids, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you got to have some documentation to get around in the world.
2: Yeah. Huh. So he had stolen some stuff like a four-wheeler and a generator. and But the real, like, the part that, like, is crazy is, like, he had these outstanding felonies hanging over him since 2016. And nobody triggered him. Like he was going to like probation meetings, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like you got two felonies that we could ring you up on, but you know, keep your nose clean." And uh, what sorts staying. of felonies? It was a class C felony for like theft, and I, I don't, I don't know exactly. I'd have to go into that case net and look it up. But but ultimately, stealing that four wheeler and and uh, generator or whatever that constitutes a class C felony. And burning my entire house down <laughs> is a class D felony. So the way like burning I'm, your
0: house down, with everything, everything in it in to the it. ground with an accelerant, because there was no while
2: armed, no, yeah, like no potential for physical harm to a human. Supposedly is what dropped the charge, but the how dude he, showed up carrying that? a rifle. And a, a, how does he know your buddy's not staying or in your? My p- kids weren't sleeping in a room upstairs. You yeah, understand? Like what? Like, right, like what? Like what does that go by? I don't know.
0: I don't, I don't. Like two guys go to stay in your cabin. Yeah. One of them runs into town to get a couple cool ones. There's no car there, right? I don't get like what. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't either. If you burn a large structure with multiple bedrooms down, I don't think you should be allowed
2: to be like. I knew no one was there. How did you know no one was there? I agree. But anyways the charges of stealing the four-wheeler and the, the generator were were higher and he's since pled guilty to those. That's he's in he's the back. eyes of the law it's worse to
0: steal the generator and a quad runner than it is to burn someone's house to the ground.
2: Must be at least in this case, but if he would have gotten charged on both, I was told that those sentences could be run concurrently. So it honestly, you know, other than me being able to have the satisfaction of saying that like he did it, for sure. You know, legally, I could say that. Right now, I have to say, like, he's the suspect. But he's in prison. For how long? There's a five-year stint. That's it? Yeah.
0: When he's out, can they get him after, for burning your cabin down? There's
2: like three years. I think we have three years. And, and that's why, you know, like, there's still an ongoing case. I, I actually called the prosecutor and uh, got a call back from the agent. And he was like, this is what you shouldn't say. This is what you, sh-, you know, you can say. But be very clear that... He's a suspect because it's an ongoing investigation. So
0: are you, are you breaking any rules right now
4: by talking to us and saying what you're saying?
2: I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Like that's all out there. But I mean, aren't
4: there multiple suspects? Cause things just keep getting burned down or is this, you're just saying, we're like, just talking
2: like about my place. Mm-hmm. So, so then what I did is I went, you know, I'm very friendly with the department of conservation, you know, Sarah Parker Pauly, our director is a, like a personal mentor of mine. I think she's one of the most outstanding conservationists in the country and but i went to her and i said look you got over two hundred thousand acres of public land in this county it's obviously known as one of these places where like infringements happen but we divide up our agents essentially two by two by two we don't need the same number of conservation agents in downtown st louis as we need in shannon county so at what point are we going to like ramp up enforcement down here and boy, ramp it up! They did. They were flying helicopters over these camps, and it was hilarious. You know, like they started a Facebook like page to fight back to get a petition so they would be left alone. They were gonna <laughs> get a petition done that they were gonna give to the sheriff so law enforcement would leave them alone while they were conducting their poaching. What was the Facebook group? I called? don't know. It, it went it went away after a while. But they were like so mad that like helicopters were like coming and sitting over the top of them while they were running their dogs illegally. So what they do is they they release these dogs and, you know, I'm the first one to sit here and say like, what you're doing with Mingus is awesome. Like having hounds and hunting with hounds and all of it, you know, I love it all. But in this sense, in, in this instance, it's illegal and it's illegal because they're running them on everybody else's private property or shooting every deer that they can shoot. It, it's taking this property that I developed in my dream and essentially ruining it as like hound after hound after hound comes through my 40 acres on opening day of deer season. And the worst part of it is, is they'll run the dogs towards the river and the, the deer will get in the river and then they'll they'll watch on their GPS as to where these deer are going to cross or where the dogs are going to cross the deer. And they'll run a jet boat up there and and shoot the deer, like as it's trying to get across the river. Hmm. So it's, you know, it's just this ongoing battle, and they like they make T-shirts for it, like it's our tradition or whatever. And but like, hound hunting's illegal there. Yeah, how yeah. long has it been illegal for? I have no uh, forever. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. As long hunting long is illegal, reason. right? What's that? Is hunting the deer's illegal with
0: hounds? With
2: hounds? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, can I mean coon can hunt, hound you can coyote hunt. hunt. Yeah. You can. Yeah, no, that, you yeah. Know.
0: By saying hound,
2: I mean like hound hunting for yeah, deer running deer is illegal. Yeah. Got it. And it's a it's a just an ongoing battle. That's even more evidence that Missouri is the North. That's a good point. Mm. Remember, I sent you that quote that one time yeah. about Missouri. You know, they, it's just kind of its own place. Um, so, you know, that that was a, bi- a big issue was like the hounds that just continuously run through and and then they get this like uh, effort to try to curb it this year and, and some dude in retaliation goes and burns down the Round Spring Ranger Station. Like this very historic Building that had all the records of, you know, of the area and and the riverways, and and uh, they got him too. Like he's in jail now. And was he a local? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he a felon? Yeah, already yeah. was. I mean, a felon? dude, we should have you should have a poster of him in here. It would it would fit with your motif. Like have a. Oh, poster I like of, that picture. Yeah, can we get that picture? <laughs> yeah, That'd he be a great picture he was. Yeah, he was quickly apprehended and and brought to justice. That was a
0: guy that has that distinctly methy look to him. He he's methed up, man.
2: That's him. Yeah, burned down the station. Yeah, the rain, they stole a the truck too, and that was like outside of their mo. Like it's normally not theft. Normally it's just like torch it because you don't get in that much trouble. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't steal the generator. Uh, yeah. And then right after that, some other guy came in out of a small town, like kind of in between where I live and and this and and bought like a, a big chunk of property, like a 500 acre chunk of property. And there's all these like unincorporated roads, old logging roads that are still used for transportation. And the people who had owned this property before left this gate open and he came in and locked it. Got it. So they ripped the gate out burned his house down, burned his tractors, everything. He's like a, he's like a Farm Bureau insurance agent. So I found his office and went and talked to him. It was like, was he well-insured? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a. <laughs> but you could always <laughs> he, use more. You could always <laughs> use more. But, uh, you know, it's like, welcome to the area, man. You know? And again, like. have I they just, apprehended who burnt his place down? Nope. Nope. But it was a blue pickup truck. Cause it left blue paint on a, uh, left blue paint on the gate.
0: On the getaway. I guess. Or when well, it smashed when it down. smashed through the gate. They
2: never call who burned that place down. Mm-mm. And there's your uh God,
0: whatever happened to going over and just talking. There's your the PSA guy? for I trail like that ganas. man. I gotta go over and
2: burn that house down. Right. So Damn So the uh the battle continues, I suppose. And I sold the property. I'm that's I'm, a sad you part did? of the story for you me. You sold the property. I did. I, honestly I don't feel safe going down there. I mean, there's been things said and and uh and messages given. Oh, I didn't know you sold it. I did. Nearly quadrupled my money on it, so it wasn't all bad.
6: You know, did it you did have it a, well. Did you
2: put a little disclosure in there? It ended up going to a guy. What's really nice is it went to a guy who's related to some really good people down there, and he called me recently. He got my email and emailed me, and I called him back, and he wanted to know about like the plumbing system. And I think it's in good hands. I'm happy for him, and I, I feel like a few years from now I could go down there and like have a beer on the porch with him. Like He was a good dude. I'm glad it went to him. No shit. I but didn't there's, know that you, like, so you rolled away. Yeah, man. Like, I, it's like Hatfield and McCoy's. I can't go down there. Like, there's families down there that are, like, on my side. And they got to, like, secretly be on my side. You know? Like, they, it turned into this thing. And there's two little boys that live down on that road that are, you know, very special to me. Like, I, I really, really care about them. And, uh, and their parents are my like going to be lifelong friends and there's an old guy but they got to flip you off when you're in town i just don't go down there they come up and see me you know mm-hmm. and I-, I don't remember if you met that old man i called the mayor daryl tucker like i called I don't him remember that the
3: one that drove around smoking cigarettes drinking bush Lachee. Lachee Lachee <laughs> beer all
2: day <laughs> Yeah, thir- he weighs like 110 yeah. pounds and drinks yeah, the 30 pack and oh yeah, yeah i remember him the no. mayor yeah so he's still down there but he's selling his place and getting out too at this point he's going back back north a little ways and, for the and same things. reasons yeah it just became like uncomfortable it just it it just became uncomfortable so but there's people down there man that i care about like you let terrorists win dude no no they're not winning they're mm-hmm. not winning it's like their way of life is changing like and it, if i can affect it from the outside by bringing in you know, you know heat justice whatever and, and making sure that, you know, they don't do it to the next guy, then, then I win. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Were you going to set up shop somewhere else? I don't know. Not yet. I, I did, you know, pick up a small 40-acre chunk in North Missouri. that's like a 40-acre bean field where you killed giant bucks. Killed some really good ones there, but it's not the dream, you know. The, I might join Yanni up in Wisconsin. I've been looking up around Hayward. Like when, when I was growing up, you know, it was like that whole Chicagoland area. Everyone How do you feel north.
4: about that, Giannis? Outsiders moving in? <laughs> Big uh, you box. Know? You know? Yeah.
2: Yanni will
0: burn. Yanni and the mother Lavians will burn. The story will be even better when it's against Lavians. I'm building my next house
2: out of concrete blocks.
0: <laughs> Big box.
2: Yeah. So, no, man, I, you know growing up it was we'd go to Michigan we'd go to Wisconsin like that's what we did we just went north i'm sure you guys went north all the time too yeah. even though you're already kind of up then there.
0: all of a sudden, one day you wake up and all the big bucks are south of you yeah yeah that threw everything there weren't up. big
2: bucks up there when you were a kid like it no, was any antler it went, deer it right? was like
0: everybody knew the good deer hunting. wherever you lived you went a little bit north yeah and then one day like i said in the ni- early 90s all of a sudden it was like you were leaving big bucks to go up in the woods
2: and to go up north and hunt forkies yeah in the in the swamps so i don't know where i'll I'll build another place i mean i lived out here for four years walking down main street today you know i lived in bozeman in 2006 and it looks a lot different you keep hearing the stories the Angeles, as as cal said earlier you've been in los angeles yeah quite Mm -hmm. a few times not quite there yet not enough started out started started
4: out like sleepy little bird just like this place once did hell of a rodeo (laughs) team i heard
2: It, you know, I don't. I've never been anywhere I like more in Montana. That whole area up in there, I think that's still kind of unspoiled. So that might be a place that I look at too.
3: Not anymore. Just yeah. Cut, cut that out, Phil. Bleep that. <laughs> that out. Yeah, bleep it out just like we did for. Huff. I was in a
5: bar and last fall, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, they don't like outsiders." <laughs> they're all outsiders. everybody in that them. town's an outsider.
0: Not everybody, but it's like whatever. We'll cut all that shit out of there
4: don't get me started.
0: So, um, what'd you end up doing with the money people raised after
2: you burned your cabin, down, after they burned your cabin down? Well, thanks for asking. I, I did want to address that. You know, you guys helped push this GoFundMe, which was a strange feeling, you know, like I'm, I'm not in a, a situation where like where I needed financial help, but it was very, very comforting to mm-hmm. have that. And and what you guys did and, and Pat Durkin and, and so many other people and kind of helping tell that story and push it. Like the, the feeling of like camaraderie from the industry was so much greater than the money that came into that account. Uh, but I went up to Michigan and bought a Stealthcraft drift boat out of Baldwin mm-hmm. and a, a brand new six horse four stroke motor. Um, and I've still got a little bit left and going to figure out what to do with it. Um, but yeah, the industry, man, like it was so good. You know, camp chef sent a, a truck. They sent so much stuff. A truck showed up with like a pallet to like replace. Oh really? Yeah, to replace like,
0: all the junk you lost? Yeah.
2: And, uh, sadly, Tim Anderson was a longtime time Mossy Oak guy and you know, he passed away unexpectedly, but he sent me like a note and said, Hey, our mutual friend, Pat Durkin, uh, was telling me your story. I hope this helps. And he, he sent me like all this Mossy Oak clothes and Um, Yeti sent me a new cooler. I mean, like, people just really, really stepped up. And you guys had a lot to do with that. And and I'll tell you, you know, like, I expected to have these emotions of, like, vengeance and, like, real deep-seated anger. And it never happened. It still hasn't happened. Like, it's just acceptance and, like, strangers showed up. We did a cleanup day. And, like, people I'd never met showed up to help me clean it up oh, and like okay. run trailers up to the scrapyard and we scrapped it all a guy brought a tractor and you know we all went out for dinner and you know we cleaned it took five years to build that place an hour for it to burn down and four hours to take everything to the scrapyard but God, like man. dude the you know for lack of a better word just like the love from people like i've never really felt anything like that before like it was incredibly humbling and comforting and the positives that came out of the experience have like outweighed the negatives and it's it's hard to listen to my kids talk about like missing it you know yeah because i truly did build like it was like my willy wonka chocolate factory you know like it was my dream place that i wanted when i was a kid so my kids could have what i had manifested in my head so many years ago and they would bring their friends down and these are like mostly girls that had never been on a river before. So they were kayaking and rafting and jumping off cliffs and catching crawdads and fishing. And like, that was the best part of it all. was like sharing that and getting them to put their phones down. Like for the longest time, I didn't even have the internet. So they were forced to like play cards, read Mm -hmm. books, you know? And and that's the part that I miss so much is because like my girls are going to be a sophomore, going to be a senior. And they're in this position like now where it would have been Even as they're getting older, it would have been even more fun, you know, to have them down there on the rivers and doing that. So, so yeah, I'm looking for like a, a comeback spot, you know, because I want to be able to provide that, but you know, they're going to be going to college soon. The older one, she wants to come here. She was born in Montana, so she has like a, a big spot in her heart for Montana. The younger one wants to go to Florida and be a Marine biologist. So they're going to split, which... After that, I don't, I don't know where I'm going to build a place, but I've always loved the North woods, always loved the North country. So keep us posted, man. Yeah. Maybe I'll invite you once it's all finished this time, please (laughs) without all the poachers around. I don't know if I'll be able to find a crippled up Turkey that someone (laughs) that shot with a 22. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I assume a lot of listeners probably know that you guys came and, and Turkey hunted there, but that was a lot of fun. And You know Clay Newcomb was there, and we fried crappie in bear grease. Uh, Hal Herring came down there. Hal, who lives in Augusta, Montana, said the coldest night he's ever had in his life was in that cabin in the Ozarks. (laughs) 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 So the governor came. Damn wet. It it became a really special place. It was it was a place to like highlight the beauty of this region and like all the natural um, serenity that can and does exist in pockets, but Mm -hmm. it's just curbing that that mentality of like. This few, These few people against the world Bill yeah.
0: Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service It's called the Wellness Company Picture this, okay? you wake up, you got a scratchy throat You're all congested, you got a runny nose You got a cough, whatever And you weigh your options like You tough it out, get sick, take time off work Try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit, you match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription, and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first-aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, On hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at TWC.com. Health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at TWC.health slash meat eater. Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season, it was in the 70s and even up to 80. So me and my kids are pouring it to it. And I, after a while, I realized I didn't drink anything all day and they haven't drank anything all day. Well, that's why it's important to get hydrated and have something you're going to like to help you, encourage you to get hydrated. doesn't matter. Outdoor events, turkey hunting, playing sports, beach days, mountain adventures. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. To purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative, bold flavor, full pouches. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. All right, good jump into the corner crossing situation. You guys ready? Yep. Let me. I want to do a quick because we've we've talked about. It, so I want to do a quick recap for people, and then you can, we we can get into details with you guys because I got a bunch of questions. Um, as we've explained, Yanni explained corner crossing. You've done it enough. You're probably good at it for the for the thirtieth time on this show. Yanni will explain what corner crossing oh.
6: is. Well,
4: if you look at Yanni's inseam, he can he can straddle a corner like no other. Uh, In a lot of Western states,
3: (laughs) when uh, they became states, they were given land um, from the railroads. Correct me if I'm wrong here, if I'm still heading down the right path, Cal. And uh, there ended up being public and private land that was literally put out in a checkerboard fashion. So. You can imagine a checkerboard, all the red being public and all the black being private or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I can't, what was the reasoning for that? That well, it came out in so that pattern? The original,
4: uh, you, it's, so the railroads were given a ton of land in order to open up the West basically for a taxpayer base, right? The, the railroads were the most efficient vehicle to get a bunch of people seated out, into the great unknown in order to start bringing in more cash for, for the government. And they
0: were being, they were being compensated for the track building with land grants.
4: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, it's funny that you bring up Hal Herring because he had this great quote and he calls it an unholy union between government and industry. And, uh, so yeah, they got all this land they could sell it, they could lease it, they could do whatever they want with it. And then there's also like the state house sections, which when a state became a state from a territory, they were also granted sections of land set aside for the the purpose of raising funds for public education um, or just raising, raising funds in, in general. So do you know the reason for the actual checkerboard pattern? You know, it it all came out of the Jeffersonian grid system, which is how we came up with this marker system, right? The monument markers that that show the the checkerboard deal. But it's this idea that that Thomas Jefferson came up with to literally make sense out of something like that doesn't make any sense to people, right? Like I'm staring at... what would could be described as a hell's Canyon landscape behind Steve right now. And it, that's, it's like trying to make nice, even grids that can be divvied up, sold and accounted for with our tax system and revenue system that we have.
0: Even in a place where little grids don't always work. Yeah. Right. So corner crossing being,
3: yeah. So it ends up being that there's all this public land that is, um, Again, either the blue or the or the sorry the black or the red on a checkerboard, and it's inaccessible because m- most believe that you cannot go from one corner of public to another corner of public
0: because you violate the, the person's airspace yeah, because, as your shoulders and hips pass over their land. You're doing them harm.
3: Well, technically, it's not just your whole shoulders and hips. I mean, it it's, is. it's your body, whatever the hell. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's your whole it's your whole body because that that corner isn't defined. It's infinite in yeah, all directions. Yeah, they like to point out that
0: it's infinitely finite. Yeah, right. The narrowest line. But the, so, the
4: philosopher in you could say that I am equitably in all four places. So I meant equal parts public as to private.
0: Yeah, so only half of me is doing, only half of me is problematic since yes. it's infinitely finite.
4: Yeah, but it's still a problem.
0: So... Uh, a lot of states have, this is a, a giant question mark looms over the issue of corner crossing where states like the state of Montana, they basically recommend against it, right? In some places, it's not, it's like not specifically clear. Like people might recommend against it. There might be sort of a question mark lingering over whether it's okay or not. Um, our guests here got. A little bit, I'll say. Got famous in the in the in the in the access world, in the public access world. Got famous for going into, going in and hunting an area where they had corner crossed. Okay, in Wyoming though. In Wyoming. Now, can you guys lay out what you were trying to like? How much ground were you trying to access through the corner hopping of how many corners?
4: Can you? Can you? Would you mind introduce? Oh yeah, yourselves I'm sorry. Well? Yeah, I can do
1: that first. My name's Brad, Brad Cape. We're from
7: Missouri. Uh, my buddy Phil sitting over here. Go ahead, Phil. Uh, Phil Yeomans. From Missouri. From Missouri. Okay. So,
1: so to back up a little bit, please. Being Missouri Ozarkans. Did you cor- guys
0: burn his place down? No.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Let's well, his- just clear of the air here. <laughs> We're only an hour or so from that area. Okay. We're like the north of the Ozarks. He's deep in the Ozarks. So to be sitting in Missouri and thinking about corner crossing is non-existent. It's not a thought process. You know, it's unheard of. Um, so because the
0: land's not laid out like that.
1: Correct. I, I cannot explain our story if I'm not standing on a sidewalk or a tile floor. It's un it's unexplainable. Which
7: it, are in typically
5: layers mis- on front. Yeah, yeah.
1: in Missouri. Yeah. You know? So when we found this place that we wanted to look at and was looking for access in there, it was an it was a no-brainer. You know, I can park right here on the corner on the county road and walk right into this thing.
5: That's what I wanted to ask you guys. Like you picked that spot. Based on what that little corner would then give you access to, yeah. potentially. One
0: of the reasons. Yeah. That's what, okay, yeah. this the, we're, we're getting into one of my main questions, but I'm just going to hit it right now because you're kind of answering it. You weren't looking to do uh like a Rosa Parks-esque civil disobedience. You were looking to get some hunting in. Absolutely. We're just hunters.
4: You were there because there were elk.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And we could draw a permit, you know, just like that.
5: Because I think there's the impression from a lot of people that it was like, oh, these are the guys that we're going to push it until something happened just to clear things up.
0: Like you're going to go and get in trouble on purpose.
5: Yeah, it was never a
1: thought process. I mean, it never entered our mind. We never dreamed in a million years that I'd be sitting here right now because I stepped through air. Our
7: our (laughs) bank accounts (laughs) wouldn't be big enough or something like that. (laughs)
4: And, uh, you know, I've been talking about public lands for a long, long time, and I'll be real honest that the, the great public land battles of Missouri don't come into in into play real often. So advocates yeah. from Missouri is kind of a uh, stretch, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So
1: we, we looked at draw statistics and kill statistics, and we're looking for a place to hunt, you know, is all that was. And so when I'm like, hey, we can get a tag right here, you know, and we actually went there first in what, 2019, yeah. leaving from a antelope hunt. I'm like, hey, let's go drive around this. Uh-huh. So we go and drive around this mountain and this is the first week of rifle season for elk and there's no camps. There's nobody there. There's not a track uh, we pull off and work on our trailer lights. There's no vehicles go by. So we're like, we're onto something here. We got our own little oasis. We just got to figure out where to park and how to get in there and hunt. Got it. So that was the gist of of the whole deal. But how, when you lined out the property you wanted to
0: get into and where you could park, how were you certain that you were going to be able to do that step, right? Where, where there's, you have a foot on public and you're placing your other foot on public, even though you just step from a red checker spot to a red checker spot, you know, because there's the question where fences aren't accurately laid down. You, you know, you gotta be pretty good, right? To know that one foot's in one and one foot's in the other. Was this a thing you thought about as, were you thinking about precision
1: at all? I'm a fence builder by trade. So I've been around property corners, property lines, researched all this. That's what I've done for thirty three years. Okay, <laughs> you know. So, so somebody
4: I, had a question. I know what a survey a
1: stake guy. looks like. I know how to oh. find the survey stake. Um, so that's what we did.
5: But, but did it even the first time you did it? Were was it even in your head that look we're gonna corner cross, or were you were you just like we're just gonna go from here to here to hunt like you? Like the corner crossing thing, was it even an issue?
2: Did end? you know you weren't
1: legally right. supposed to do it? No. It, it, it was a laughable thought that we couldn't step from here to here. And I think, like, not even to the point where you wanted to call and clarify, just like, why not? It was laughable, honestly laughable to us that, and everybody we talked to, that you can't step from one to the other. But why the ladder? Because I, I, this is my other big question. You brought a ladder. That happens (laughs) later. That's later. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, that's later. Um, So we're still in the 2019 season right now? Well, we didn't hunt in 19. We just looked at it and said, yeah, that's a place we want to go. So back home through the next year studying maps of where public is and roads and how to get in there. We do that. We go in there and hunt. It was easy. It was fun. We didn't have any problems until we have an elk down. Um. Ended up,
4: deputy comes out,
1: landowner calls. What year were you in now? This is 20. Okay, 2020.
4: So not a conservation officer, a, a deputy. Well. A sheriff's deputy. If we roll back a little bit, the landowner
1: calls deputy. I call the game warden. Game warden says, we don't even come out and investigate these sort of things. You're corner crossing. There's nothing here for us to do. The deputy says deputy, No, the game warden. Okay. The game, game warden says, said- I don't do, I don't take corner crossing calls. Correct. Not we, my fault. And we had read the attorney general's piece, you know, that everybody's read in the,
4: the Wyoming, in attorney the Wyoming General. game
1: and fish site. We're, we had this conversation. We're hunters. So where do you research when you're an out of state hunter? You The website for the game and fish commission. You know, that's where we got our information. Um, we call the game warden. From up on the mountain, because I can see the deputy down in the valley, and say, oh, "I, I got to make sure I'm getting this right." And
0: this is in 2020. You cross a corner, correct, and then you're hunting the land you got into, correct. And you look, and lo and behold, you see a deputy,
1: correct, down at the corner at your truck. No, not at the corner in the in a canyon there. Okay, and we were up on the mountain, and you feel as though he's looking for you, correct.
3: You just feel this or you know? No,
1: we knew the game warden, or not the game warden, uh, help me out, Phil. The landowner, the ranch manager, says, he comes and sees us and says, hey, you're not supposed to be here. We say we're on public land. He says, okay, I'll go call the deputy. I got you. We say, great. Um, So we go on. When the deputy shows up, we are up on the mountain. And so then we don't know whether we have to turn around and go back down to see the deputy or carry on. And so I called the game warden and said, what's my obligation here? What do I do? And he says, your obligation is to go to the elk that you have down. You know, if the deputy doesn't have his lights on and isn't hollering for you over the speaker, your obligation is to your down elk. Which is a legal obligation. Correct. Yeah. So that's what we've done. Fast forward a day. I believe deputy had came to our camp and left a note on my truck window said, call me. So we call him. He comes. We have a a meeting, a powwow. He says, you guys aren't doing anything wrong. The deputy, the deputy. Why is he there then? Because he was called there. So he had to call and investigate. You know, so he comes.
0: Oh, so he's like, I'll go out and take a look with my own two eyes.
4: Yeah, he come out talk
1: to us.
0: And his
4: investigation determined that you're not doing anything wrong. He says, "Go hunt."
1: You know, Phil even said, "So we're good to go." You know, this is in 2020. He says, "Yeah, you're good to go." We told him how we crossed the corner. You're good to go, and I'm gonna go tell the landowner. There's nothing he can do about it. So that was in 2020.
4: And what what are you thinking now, Phil? What are you thinking?
7: Yeah, I think we're we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean what, <laughs> how long do you take? It's like I right.
3: thought about it long and hard <laughs> to determine <laughs> that. Right. You guys so are you thinking spend, you guys got a pretty good hunting spot. Exactly. You spent a
5: few more days hunting there and we were actually tagged
1: out, yeah, I we believe. Tagged out at our, that and point. we're packing animals out. <laughs> right. Is what we no, we're doing. No, took
3: two days to tag out.
5: <laughs> so there was no no altercation with the law on that 2020 trip. No, not no. At all. No citations issued, nothing. Nothing.
4: Nothing. So like, all right.
1: Let's the go conclusion
4: back. that you came to, though, is you got a darn good elk hunting spot. Absolutely. So now. <laughs> uh, How could you not think that, right? It's 2021. So what had happened was
1: landowner takes two T posts and signs in a chain and goes over the top of that corner. But aren't his T posts on public land? His T posts are on private land. Private. Is, oh, but a portion but how of is that he chain. Not,
0: How is he not violating? Like, or does he do it in such a way that he's never his chain or nothing is on the?
3: No, you can't public. because it's it's. Why well, know, But I'm
0: saying maybe he
7: blocked only his corner, so you can't like enter his corner. Like, what did he block? So the T posts were were one on each side of the corner on private on private property. And the chain was stretching across the chain corner. Chain went between them with with signage.
0: Okay,
1: and since these corners are infinitely finite, his chain is on public land.
7: That's the way we see
1: it. Well, when he uh, used the signs? He, yeah, he put one sign low on the post and one sign high on the post, and overlapped them to try and block the whole corner.
5: And you're seeing this for the first time when you get there in 2021. You can
1: see it. You can see
0: it from the county road. So you yeah. so his positioning of the signs. Was like meant to be not informing someone was also meant to be
1: preventing passage. Well, he testified in court that he
7: took the chain down. Okay.
4: <laughs> I and mean, what was his reason for that? If it we did. want to go there right now, But
7: well, he was asked if that chain served. He said it served no purpose. That's why he took it down. Why did you take the chi- chain down? It, it served no purpose.
1: Did they go? Why'd like, you put why, it up? Yeah, why'd you put it up? He wouldn't answer.
0: Oh man, I, I need to go more of these court cases, man. Just like the mossy oak conversation, the chain conversation.
4: Um, okay, so so
0: yeah, go go on. You're on
4: the ground and you see this for the first time. We know the signs in the poster there
1: because you see them when you show up. We knew previously that okay. they were there. We through, built the ladder in Missouri and
0: okay, brought it with us. You knew it through
1: like through the grapevine. I don't
0: need I don't need all the details, but yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay, you okay? So you became
1: aware? Yeah. And so to, just out of respect for the landowner and not touch anything.
0: I'm not doing my job if I don't dig in a little bit here. I don't need to know specifics, but you leave in 2020.
1: No sign. No arrests, no sign, no nothing. Signs were there in 2020. Saying what? No trespassing. Okay. On this section and this section. Got it and then you be
0: you're made aware that this person has taken additional steps and has tried to obstruct the corner even though you were told by law enforcement that you're doing nothing wrong that's how we took it so rather than going and haggling about well he needs to remove that and, and doing that you're like okay we'll just bypass the obstruction since we've been told we're okay
1: correct we just made it easy
5: and it- In that, in in the year between those two hunting seasons, had you learned more about what an issue corner crossing was in the West? Like, you you know, you weren't really aware of how crazy it was in 2020 and in the next year. Did you learn that it was a big deal out here? I don't think
7: anything changed. No, No? No, our minds weren't. Weren't no, I mean, but anything. you didn't just casually start
0: <laughs> researching the issue and history of corn the corner crossing debate.
7: Some,
1: yeah,
5: but so, it, yeah, not enough for you to not enough to change yeah.
1: your mind. There's so it was very simple for us. There's no law against corner crossing.
5: Yep, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you get on the message boards, if you get on talking to whoever you want to talk to, it's all fluff. It's all horse shit. You know, there is no law against corner crossing. In
4: fact, a deputy met you at your camp and said,
1: <laughs> Yes. Go ahead. You know, Game Warden won't even come out, you know, and and investigate it or even help us deal in with it. In a the state deputy.
5: that's very, very friendly to landowners. Like you know, very Well I would we, say. we don't know this. Well, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying like Montana's known as a state that's like they don't have a law against it in a state that's very I would say friendly towards private landowners.
1: Yeah, I, we're assuming. You know, we don't know. We just know there's no law against yeah. it. Yeah,
5: yeah. Right right. that's
1: that's our thought process. So this, so you're thinking this guy
0: can do whatever he wants. Yeah, we don't. Care. I'm not going to go bang on his door and ask him to move it. I'm just going to go around
3: it. Correct.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, you know,
3: up and over it. <clears throat> who makes a uh, good ladder for uh, <laughs> going over corners?
4: A fence builder?
3: All-type fence.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you, you had the perfect Home solution. You know? Custom. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's
1: made out of fence pipe. It's really serendipitous. It's you, man. I, yeah, there were some strange things of how this all worked out. Can you know? we have
0: that fence for the... for? We have a thing called the Auction House of Oddities. The ladder, you mean. Can we get that ladder? Can we, we auction we think, that
7: ladder? I think we already offered it maybe to... Uh, Backcountry country hunters and anglers. Oh, well, as an well, auction I don't item? Or like as like yeah. a like a like a like a museum know. exhibit or
0: something. Right. We
1: talked about we that. We talked about the, it. Donating it to the yeah. Carbon County Museum. No, yeah. that's a
7: great idea, man. And, uh,
1: Is it lightweight? Oh yeah. It's light enough to carry up there. You know, I built it as light as I could.
7: I only had to go a couple hundred
1: yards. You know, and still get over the corner. Man, you, you trucked it have- out
5: here on a trailer. <laughs> yeah. You can get a little side business going, man. Right. I'm
1: guessing it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, have, to be a, a, it doesn't have to be a very tall ladder, right? Six well, feet? I, I know how tall T-post was, so we just made it six inches taller than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it really seemed yeah, like a simple... Go together, plan.
4: Sure. You know, And you're not des- destroying or defacing private property because no, you're not, not doing anything to alter the T-posts, which are on private property. And we are private landowners back in Missouri. You
1: know, we've got public rivers go right through the middle of our place. You know, there's all kinds of people using public waterways, you know, through our land. So we, we know how that game, you know, is played. You just tolerate some things and... St- Establish boundaries and just be respectful of people, you know, and we never thought for once that we were disrespecting anybody. We somebody said we touched air, you know, that was just crazy to us to, to think of such a thing. Okay. So you show up 2021. 2021. Um, you want to take over Phil? T-
7: so- 2021. You want one. to talk about the whole hunt or what? Yeah, we... Are you guys related? No. Yeah.
1: Not
0: uh, just friends? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he you guys went, went to hunting... high school
1: with my wife. Okay. okay. Similar you guys, guys been got...
0: hunt, hunting together a long time? Ah, uh, five, six, seven, I don't know. Yeah, hamp- six A handful years. of years. Yeah. You went to high school with his wife? Yeah. yeah. Did you date her? No. You... No?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have a lot of, like, western hunting experience or was it just... Was this... I hunted
1: Colorado for, like, through the 90s.
5: Okay. So, you, right. yeah.
1: You know, but then... A hiatus of raising a family and doing, you know, what everybody does building fence, building fence, trying to make a living. Uh, me and Phil get to be buddies and say, Hey, let's go west. Got it. You know, so that's what we did. So we've been doing it a handful of years.
4: Okay. So, how old are you guys?
1: 50, 51.
4: You are You're, you're what? 50.
7: Phil? Oh, Phil, Phil, you're 50. You're yeah, 51. I got a birthday in about, I was going to say, you're my age. Six, seven days. You guys are neck and neck. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Okay, Have
4: go you. Because you have uh, built the fence, have you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) You built the ladder uh, to cross cross the corner without touching these private t posts that are on private land. Have you reached out to uh, conservation officers or law enforcement prior to your trip to to, in addition to your preparation of how you're going to cross these t posts?
1: No, we had talked to law enforcement. You know, in 2020, got it. That said, we were doing nothing wrong. Yep. Um, and so the latter's kind of an extra.
4: Just to just to just, show that we're absolutely. doing it as right you know, as it, possible, it, it's
0: right? Because you don't want to bend his shit out of the
1: way. It seems absolutely. Go over. Yeah. It, it's a, it's an extra to be ultimately clear as to our intent. Um, and even in 2020, 2021, we rely on our intent. You know, our intent. We think are. We think we're decent guys. We're just trying to do things the right way, and our intent is to hunt public land. So I, I got to level with you on something, and
0: I, I'm glad it turned out the way it is. I, in my mind, leading into this day when I would meet you, in my mind, I I thought that there was more of a like um like a like fixing like trying to stick it to someone. Screw them. Yeah, I didn't know, like, like I thought that there was, like, a cuteness to the ladder. But the ladder was more like, no, I don't want no, to mess a, with this yeah, guy's stuff. Yeah, it's a tool. Right. Yeah, you know, got it, you. It's a,
1: absolutely a tool.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Yeah, where you, you know, you, like, had a legal
1: scholar be like, well, let's try a ladder. No. No, we, <laughs> we've had our share of attorneys through this whole thing, you know. We're just a matter of what do we have to do to do it correctly to where nobody can question us and— we have a mentality of we will walk a mile further than the next guy. We will do whatever we have to do, you know, to to hunt, mm-hmm. you know, to pursue our game, you know, to be successful. We're going to do what we have to do. Got it. Um, American elbow grease. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of how we roll, you know? So we get there, we take off up the mountain, you know, our very first evening. Um, we spend the night up on the mountain. You know, with the base camp down at our truck, and at daylight the next morning, here's the ranch manager guys driving up and down, you know, through BLM, BLM. ground. Yeah. But they're they're hunting us. They're looking for us from the from the get go. Um, so they don't find us because we're up on the mountain overlooking them, and we take off, and we spend four, four nights. N- yeah, four, four nights.
4: nights Take bivy, off to take, evade them or take off no, to be what?
1: Up the mountain no. on our hunt.
4: <laughs> just a hunt. You never take off just You're just like hunt. you're okay. bivy camping. Yeah. You
0: know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so we spend four days, four nights hunting off our back. Uh, Phil kills a wool the fourth day. Fourth day. Yeah. Um, so we're archery hunting the first four days. Right. Rifle season starts October first. So we have to go back to our truck camp, switch out bows for rifles. And of course, everybody knows, you know, that archery season's over, rifle season's starting. So they all, when I say they all, the ranch, law enforcement, whoever, they just set up and waited for us, you know, to come in that evening. And so we get down. Because they know bow season's over. Correct. You know, so that's a logical time we're going to come back to our camp. So we get to the corner, We take our ladder, we go up and over the corner, we see trucks parked over here on the county road and trucks parked over there on the county road with our camp in the middle. We know these trucks, you know, we've seen them. They're ranch employees.
0: Um, Like you
4: guys are going to quick pack up all that stuff and haul outside. out? Yeah,
1: you know, I don't know what
4: they're thinking. They just don't like us there. And the the
0: landowner is a a pharmaceutical feller. Right. Where's he from? North, North Carolina.
1: Yeah, North Carolina.
0: He made a bunch of money in pharmaceuticals and bought that ranch. Huh.
1: That's the way we understand it. Yeah.
5: Do you know they, they don't do any outfitting or guiding on that?
1: Not that I know of. The yeah. research i have done on the ranch is the previous owner had some outfitting. But this guy, I think, just uses it as his private hunting oasis. Mm-hmm. You know, don't blame him. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah no kidding.
1: Awesome. Yeah. You know, good for him. Whatever. So we cross the corner. We're walking to our truck. I just happen to turn and look up, and I see dark green truck sitting up on the up on the mountain. Assume it's a conservation agent, you know, by his truck. Tell the guys, hey, the conservation agents is watching us, you know. And we talked about that's we we wanted them there. That's good because right. we can see these other guys staking us out. We're wanting help for a confrontation. Yeah, you knows what it amounts to. Um, we get to our camp. It wasn't. Five minutes, conservation guy pulls in, um, and he's just smiling and laughing. He's like, I cannot believe you guys built the ladder. <laughs> you know? He's like, I even called my neighbor and said, you're not going to believe these guys built a freaking ladder, you know, to go over this corner. And we're like, yeah, we knew what we had to do. He's like, well, I'm calling in deputies the ranch, we're all going to have a meeting and we're all going to get on the same page, mm-hmm. you know, with what's going on here. Um, so we're like, great. So, and this was all, well, we, we were in our tent. We maybe have even asked him if he wanted supper or something.
7: Oh yeah. <laughs> and offered him supper, yeah. drinks, okay. whatever. The deputy he- showed up,
1: he goes outside the tent. We stayed in our tent. They go out, have a meeting. However long that takes. The CEO and the deputy. Yeah. Yeah, two deputies. Okay. I picked that one. So first.
0: all the law enforcement's getting
1: their and the, up and to the, speed on what's going on. And the ranch manager. Oh, so he's got their ear then. Is there, which is the famous body cam video of him making an idiot out of himself. But And he was the one kind of threatening law enforcement with, do you know who my... Correct. Yeah. You know who my boss is. You know how much land he owns.
0: Well, th- and how many dr- drugs
4: he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it's. But we don't know any of that's going on. It's a brutal deal too. Like it's it's it is an important part of the picture, but it also has nothing to do with the picture. But it's about fifty square miles of private land. It's a lot. And how much? Uh, how much did you guys figure you hunted? Of public land during your the the season of confrontation, we'll call it like eight sections,
1: something like that. You
0: covered have eight look, sections within eight sections of public that he has the fifty thousand of private. Yeah, him. that he has. I'd he have, have to look on a it,
1: map, it. but that's
5: that's right. pretty yeah, so accurate. Like five thousand acres, maybe something like that. So you know, what, which you
4: stepped foot in, right? Correct. You didn't, you didn't grid. Uh, eight sections which would be eight square miles no we're land. calling and hunting camping mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah, we didn't we didn't grid it but we covered that many sections you know from top to bottom mm-hmm. cool basically made a a horseshoe up the mountain and back down as one does you know around, <laughs> you know, around. <laughs> picture you were hunting
4: <laughs>
0: Plus a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code MEATEATER. That's promo code MeatEater, okay, at TWC.health slash Eater. I want to tell you about an American-made success story and Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. Black Buffalo is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches. Give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but keep the ritual with flavors, dippers, love. Mint, straight, and wintergreen, all proudly made right here in the USA. Tell them, Chili.
3: The reason I like black buffalo pouches is, one, they're very discreet. And what I mean by that is I can throw one in and almost forget it's there. And I prefer the mint pouches. So if you're 21 or older...
0: Consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the black buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black buffalo tobacco alternative, bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Man, I just got a new truck. Before I even drove my new truck anywhere, I wasn't going to drive it anywhere until I put a deck system in it. That's how, That's what a believer I am in decked. I always thought they were a great deal, but now they're even better because they have redesigned their drawer system in storage cases from the ground up. It's like, I didn't know there was a problem with them. I don't know, they seem great to me. It's just an improvement on perfection. The new system, made in the USA, gives you 10 to 30% bigger drawers to fit more gear. It's lockable and secure, right? Weatherproof storage for all your gear. You build it right into your truck bed. You still have a truck bed you can put stuff on. The top deck of the new system has eight D-ring tie-downs integrated into the steel. So you have really burly anchor points to hook stuff down on your bed. So you got to slam on the brakes or take off real fast. Nothing shifts. And like I said, they're, they're D-rings that lay real flat. Like you can still slide stuff right across the deck. It doesn't catch on the D-rings. The D-rings are built in. The drawer system fits any truck or van on the road in the USA from the last 20 plus years. Deck is a game changer. There's no more like leaving stuff at home that you wish you had with you. The stuff I want in my truck is in my truck, out of the way and secure. Go to
1: deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. So we're sitting there in our tent after they have their meeting. And they say, We're gonna go have a we're gonna go confer and then we'll come visit with you that was the initial com- conversation that mm-hmm. we had okay we never talked to the deputies Hmm. they never came and spoke one word to us okay
7: uh,
5: and do you guys still have meat on the mountain from yes yeah. yes yeah,
7: cause it- as of, as of this point we only had the one bull down correct and you packed some of it out but not the rest uh we hung it all okay uh it was we we hung that whole bull yeah we
1: hung it yeah that- we didn't bring we any other cuz we had our all of our bivy and all of our Yo, yeah, we wanted to get back. We were loaded. We wanted to get back. But he was
0: skinned, quartered, and hung in a tree. Yes. Got it. Yeah.
1: Game warden walks back into our tent and says, okay, we've had a meeting. Um, he says, guys, it's public land. It's your land. Go hunt. Again? Yeah. yeah. This is a different game warden. <laughs> really? They switch game wardens from 2020 to 2021. And then and he comes to the same conclusion. Yeah, he just. He Along told, with the deputies.
7: Deputies never came and talked to us. If you watch that video, they're pointing they're they're cross pointing their fingers at each other. Uh, you know, it's my instruction that you handle this. No, it's it's our instruction, you handle this. So
1: with the ranch manager right there the ranch manager, them, right, you know, to do something, right. But at the time, we didn't know any of this. Yeah, you know, we're just sitting in our tent. You know, it because the body cam oh, so stuff, that, which, right. is pub- which is public, which is public, which is all later and information. And the ranch manager
3: got to be a part of this meeting with the CEO yes. and the deputy, correct. And he's saying, "Do something, do something," correct. Because you know I mean? somebody's
4: behind him, being like, "You better do something. This is yep. your job,"
7: yep. correct. And that, and then he wants to, he wants to play like he's safety ranger because, uh, you know, it. It's my concern that these we got hunters coming in tomorrow. They're going to shoot anything they see. You know, <laughs> we we want to know where these so guys. are. he's doing you a favor, right? 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 Yeah, that's
4: right. <laughs> it kind of paints North Carolina hunters in a bad bad light, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's these you guys from to. North Carolina, they come out here to Wyoming and shoot anything they see. Right. So the the gist of
1: it was though, because we had had a conversation with the law enforcement the year before. You know, we were really trying to get it clear yeah, and narrowed everybody. down.
4: To not have a conversation when you're out there trying yes. to hunt. Yeah, so
1: we could hunt because that's really all we care about. Yeah. And so I questioned the game warden. I said, did you tell the ranch this? <laughs>
6: yeah, you know, yeah, I, I wanted it, it. clear. Yeah, that's a good question. Right? And he
1: says, yes. I told him it's public land. You guys are going right back in there. And that's when he asked us. The ranch wants to know where you're going to be. really? And
6: for safety
1: for safety. <laughs> to exactly. which you could say it's really none of their business, and that's pretty much what I said. I said, we're going to be on all the public sections on the mountain, <laughs> south <laughs> south of where we're. And I, I said we will work our way south and west in the morning. Yeah. which but, is a
4: lot of information.
1: More than I wanted to give. Right. Yeah. You know, but that's what I did. And that's what we done. Next morning, we get up. And I can't remember if that next morning, I believe we had those same two trucks sitting on the county road watching us still the next morning after they were told by the game warden that we were public land hunters going and hunting public land to leave us alone. And so we go up the mountain, we spot mule deer. Zach, our hunting buddy, has a mule deer tag. A side by side comes driving up. They're on private land, but they come driving up within a couple hundred feet of us. On to public. They are no, they stay on private. private. I got you. You know, we're following a line east and west. Um, we're watching the mule deer. They pull up, let's say beside us, a couple hundred feet, and just shut the side by side off, and just stand there and watch us. Um, we're wearing orange, you know, we're not trying to, we're on a wide open hillside behind a big rock. Not hard to find. You know, not hard to find at all. Um, we don't know if they even seen the deer, you know, but eventually they started the machine and took off. We go on up over the deer, go over the lip. We presume we end up, Zach kills, you know, that mule deer. We haul it back to camp that day. So we get back to camp mid-afternoon, early afternoon, not time to go back up the mountain again. So we stay at our truck camp that day. Um Day next morning, I don't believe anything happened. The next morning, nobody's there watching us. And we go back up the mountain again, get in on some elk. I killed a bull that morning. Um, We packed your elk, hung my elk. Long day, big day. It was a hell of a oh, trip. Yeah. It was yeah. huge day. That was a big day because we crossed multiple canyons. We were tuckered out when yeah. we got back that night. When, when
7: you're doing it right, you you don't take the yeah the, the ridge
4: road right. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys because you guys are prevented from taking a straight line of travel because you got to adhere to the public section. And we laugh
1: about it. we have pictures of all those corners. Every time we come to a new corner, we take a picture of it just to prove we'd been there. Because mm. I bet you. We laughed about this. There's nobody been to a lot of them corners since the surveyor put that stake there. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, they are in some hellish, hellish places.
4: Wild, wild the places you find
1: those. Yeah. and, And we brought full elk out on our backs across those corners. So pack your elk out, have, and part of mine, I believe. Yeah. And come back down the mountain. We rest the next day. We don't do nothing. And we have ranch vehicles stake us out and basically watch us in our camp all day.
4: The hell are these people supposed to be doing? I just ranching. Me- yeah, I was
1: thinking. That's
4: that's, that's me. What's killing me this whole time. Right? You think of the enormity of the property, and I just can't help but wonder what the hell else is going on. Oh my god! Animal man. wise, like the elk and deer and antelope playing on the other. You know, forty-two sections of <laughs> land,
1: right? Yeah. So, where are we at? <laughs> next, they're, they're watching. Day.
0: They're surveying you camping. They're, they're right. watching
1: us camping. They're counting your cards. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing anything but laying around, being lazy, recouping. Um, the next, what do we have? We have a partial elk to go pack out. Right, the rest, the remaining uh, your elk. Yeah, so we're going back up the mountain. These guys, one truck that believe that morning, right? We could back up a little bit. We did have a confrontation with them.
7: If you want to tell, uh, tell us. Yeah. Well, it was that it was that day, right? So we we couldn't go to the bathroom. We got we got a truck on one end watching us, and a guy right above our tent watching us. You can't even go out and relieve yourself, you know. Yeah.
4: Without exposing yourself, indecent well, she, exposure. He'd probably, he'd Somebody called the, call the police
7: on you, right? He right. had his penis
4: out, waving <laughs> it around. Right. I was staring at him through my ten by fifties.
7: <laughs> so we head to the local uh, convenience store to to let our buddy John use a restroom, grab a little ice cream, and <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but the white truck that's watching us as we drive away, he starts driving away. But we're we're gonna we're gonna pass each other. Uh-huh. Brad stops him and pretty pretty bluntly just say, ask him, hey, are you watching us?" Guy's like, "No, I i watching." Well, what are you doing? I'm scouting. And Brad's a little clearer on this, uh, but so I asked him if he had permission. Right, you know, is if you're scouting,
1: you must have permission. Hunt, do you have permission? He says, "No." I said, well, "What are you scouting for?" He's like, "Well, well, first he said he was scouting for the next week." And I said, do you have permission? He says, no. I said, what are you scouting for? He says, well, across the road is a public cow area. And um, I said, well, that season's not till December and January. And he's like, well, have a good day and took off. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was kind of.
4: And he's on the radio going, now, if they ask you this, (laughs) what you're
1: (laughs) But you could tell that they had a little bit of a story. Hey, if they talk to you, just say you're scouting. You know, so when I question... But they're supposed to be just making you stay miserable. Yeah, exactly. They're just pestering us, is what they're doing. And so that was that. The next morning, we still have this elk to get out. But we're feeling good. We're heading up the mountain. I got to ask you a question. Go ahead.
0: I'll forget later, but I should. I should ask it later, but I'll forget. Have you guys thought about doing anything civil against the people who are ruining your time and, and
7: obstructing your ability to hunt, like a hunter harassment? Type hunter thing? harassment. Yeah, we go ahead. Uh, we we wrote statements, but that's not up to us to whether charges are brought. So, but
0: but I mean, are you will like? Is there, have you considered taking legal action against
1: someone who's intimidating? You know. We had a discussion civilly whether to do something civil. I don't know that it's worth it simply okay. because the way we hunt, we don't spend that much money. <laughs> I mean, that's the honest to God's truth. We don't have guides. You know, we don't have big expenses. We c- And so I believe the Wyoming law tells you what you can recoup, which is your tag. Um,
4: little no, soft ice cream. But, but, but does
0: it have expenses? to be like if someone's intimidating you, does it have to be that you suffered financially? There's not like a thing like just general intimidation?
1: So there is a law of hunter harassment. Yeah. That doesn't need to be that you lost money. Correct. But to do it civilly, for us to push something, we would have to do it in a civil manner. Otherwise, it's a criminal thing. And so what we've done is... Oh, like you're saying the criminal thing isn't up to
0: you. Correct. The criminal thing would be someone would determine... A prosecutor right. in that county would determine I'm gonna go after the people who are harassing these individuals criminally. Exactly. I got you.
1: And so And that's we, up to them. We we wrote our statements all individually of our experience of being harassed okay. by this ranch. Any word on whether that prosecutor is gonna pursue that? No. What's your what's your gut instinct? No. <laughs>
7: okay.
1: We turned it in. Um we turned it into the game warden. Game warden told me that he turned it into the prosecutor. Prosecutor told game warden that we'll wait and see how the criminal thing pans out. Okay. Well, the criminal thing is panned out, you know, not guilty, but we haven't heard any more on the civil, on the harassment issue. That's really interesting, man. If he can, if that, and I don't know
0: him from anybody, but it's interesting if that prosecutor can just, decide that he doesn't want to do anything about hunter harassment in his county. Is it a she? It's a she. she. Yeah.
1: But I think they have that soul power. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. call it's to make. Totally their decision. Like, are you
0: cool with hunter harassment in your county or are you not cool with it? Right. That's interesting, Maybe it comes
5: down to what that harassment is. Like, yeah. it's impeding their... Sure sounds like of, there's a
0: fair bit of documentation. Right, well, right but, but is it, it, it
5: impeding their ability to hunt? I mean, who
4: knows how they define it, right? It gets a little better. It
1: gets a little better. Yeah.
4: Well, just at this point, right, like, just that is more than a lot of people would stand. Like, Sure. You know, because just like you said, like, what you guys want to do is hunt. Dealing with people in these confrontational manners is not hunting, right? That's not, right. like... Okay, when I go out to hunt, I know there's going to be this big confrontation, and then <laughs> I'm going to go do, go have a nice walk, yeah, uh, be alone. And, with my need, and,
0: and, and next year I need to bring my ladder and my little outhouse shelter, <laughs> so that I can pee. <laughs> right.
4: I can pee in private. Get yeah. a lawyer on retainer. Right. Yeah. Eesh. Okay. So not now, exactly the goal.
1: No. You know. So we're going up the mountain to re- retrieve the last of this elk. And we knew we were being watched from the same guy in the same truck. And you go straight up a mountain and you peak and you hit a road. It's on the BLM that goes across the middle. They use this road a lot. It's a ranch road. And we see the ball of dust coming, you know, from the ranch manager comes flying across the ranch. And he drives right up to us and goes, what the fuck?
0: Hmm. But like he know, just had enough at this point. That's right?
1: the first words out of his mouth. Is, you know, what are you guys doing here? Um, And I simply tell him, we were told we could be here. You know, three days ago, the game warden told us it was public land. He told you the same thing. It's public land. We're going to hunt. We got a bull we're going to go get. We're standing in the middle of a BLM section he ordered actually, he ordered us back to camp, right? Get back to camp. The landowner, the landowner manager, the ranch manager, <laughs> the representative of, uh, yes. And you
5: were like, you were, you guys were on public land, he was on oh, public yeah. land. Dude, when we're he not told even,
1: you. yeah, we're in the yeah. middle of 640 acres, yeah. you know. And he's like, You get back to your camp, and no, you know, <laughs> or what, right? He just said no. And I said, we well, got an elk to go get. I'm done talking to you. We're going. And so we did. And so this, this road, you know, kind of makes a makes a big bend but goes, I measured it. It's like 700 yards, I believe. And he followed, he turns around and follows us within. 20, 20 yards, 20, yards. Yeah, 20 yards. yards
7: of us in his truck. Creeping, creeping down the road
1: as, know, we're as we're walking in front walking of him. along.
4: Yeah. Um, so we cut a corner. good way to get you guys out of there would be go pick up that elk and help you back to camp. <laughs> you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a neighborly thing to Boy, do? And you'd be out of there fast. And we'd be gone. Yeah. Right. I'd be, that's your last tag? Well, well see I, you next year. We had asked him to do that the year
7: prior, and he he'd kindly declined. True. I did ask him yeah.
1: the year before, hey, you want to help us haul this right. out? And he's like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so finally we have enough, right? And so... We stop, I wave him forward, you know, and go, dude, you're harassing us. You know, you can't follow us in your truck across the middle of public land. We're trying to hunt, get out of here, leave us alone. Um, and he's, go ahead, Phil, you tell this part of it better than I do. Oh gosh. You questioned him.
7: Well, I just, hunting. I, yeah, I just, he said, he, he, he said, well, I'm hunting. It's <laughs> like, well, where's your orange? He he kind of looks behind us, you know, does a head whip, you know. And uh, Zach says, uh, It's not legal to hunt from your truck either, is it? And he can say, He says, I can do whatever the F I want. Right. It's exactly what he said, really. Hmm. Did you guys. Uh, um, I do not see that. We did,
5: did you, you guys him... film any of this <laughs> stuff with your phones or anything? No. No. No,
1: it's... You don't think of that crap, know, you know, and, yeah. and you're, you're, and you're your just going to the person yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You're just wanting to get. You, you don't know, know what's yeah. legal
7: either, you know. Right. to do that stuff, but we yeah. actually read him the uh, attorney general's opinion. We did right there in the middle <laughs> of the road. Right, <laughs> right there read, in the middle <laughs> of the road.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah,
7: John did. Uh, yeah.
1: And he had never seen that before, or he acted like he'd never seen that right. before.
7: And he just did a lot of head nodding and yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can do whatever the right. Yeah, so after that con- uh, confrontation, we take off again. I don't know, did we get a half mile?
1: Maybe. half that. mile.
7: Phone rings, it's the warden. What? Yeah. He says, hey, I, I, I hate to do this, but I got to ask you guys to get back to camp. He's, the phones are blowing up all over the place. Prosecutor's office is, you know, there'll be a deputy uh, back yeah. at back Go to at your camp. camp till you till you hear from me.
1: But yeah. you have it's meat on the one. mountain. We right? have meat on the mountain.
7: right.
4: Which and should he,
1: Trump everything. And he knows this. The game warden does. And he was super nice to us, very professional and pleasant through everything, every encounter we had with him. Um so we do. We turn around and go back to our camp. It wasn't too long, a deputy shows up, you know, and he's again super nice and is kind of lighthearted about it. And Says, hey, I got called on this trespassing thing on this corner deal, but you guys are just corner crossing, right? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're those guys. He's like, that's what I thought. When I got the call, I thought it was the same guys we'd, it was you guys, you know, that we'd got called on before and you're just corner crossing. So he's like, go hunt. Again. Again. They wanted you to go back down to your camp. His exact words is, go hunt. And I'm like, well, game warden told us to come hang out here. So we're going to hang out here, you know, because that's what he's like. Yeah, that's probably smart. You know, if that's what the game warden asked you to do. So that's what we've done until that evening. Um, another deputy shows another up. Another deputy shows up and
7: says
4: I he has. instructed
7: to issue yeah. you guys' citations.
1: By and who?
4: Instructed by who, yeah. By his
7: boss. His boss. Who, take who that, is. Take that for
1: whoever you want to take that for, whether that's the sheriff or the prosecutor or I don't know. But he was ordered to come give us citations. So in the
0: background, someone's working
7: political lines here. A lot of phone calls.
1: Yeah, uh, the governor. You know, One would assume. Yeah. You know, we know what we know. You know, the rest of it we're assuming. You know, so I questioned him, you know, how did we trespass? And he wouldn't answer any questions. He just said, you got to tell the judge. Ask the judge. And the know.
0: but... In the end, it was that you're, you went through the air
1: of that person's land. In the end, that's apparently the argument yeah, you know, the that ar- was made.
0: Because no one that, – that's the thing I think is – it's so obvious I hesitate to bring it up. But what we're talking about here is it's – like, it's funny because we're talking about – it's about one thing, but we're talking about another thing. What it's about is that you have a bunch of private land to yourself because – it's landlocked public land yeah i'm sorry you have a bunch of public land that only you can hunt that's what this is about and you want to keep it that way because it's sweet but what you got to talk about instead is this issue of that your body is crossing when you do that that one step you're violating their airspace and they're acting like they're, they're sort of saying like no i care about the airspace they never go like i'm trying to preserve private hunting yeah that's just smoke You know, so I'm saying it's it's like one of those weird things where... But then you get to go to court, and in court they can't say, well, I'm trying to... I have this kind of sweet deal that I don't really pay for, but it's sweet. So I just want to keep it that way. They got to, like, focus in on this airspace thing. On the airspace
1: thing. Well, and all of our encounters with law enforcement were always on our side. You know, but you could tell that they were being pushed from other directions. Mm. What's
2: confusing to me is, like, I've always known that you're not supposed to do that, at least by rule. But it doesn't sound like the conservation officers approached it that way. It's
4: state by state, keep in mind, right? So, and even within the state of Montana, that on paper has a stricter view of what corner crossing is, there are counties that will not prosecute corner crossing. Like, it is too much of a quagmire. It's not defined well enough. the time of the court is too valuable to have to wade through this and they want to punt it to a higher court which is interesting enough one way that can be seen how this case is is going here with the the civil suit has been punted up or grabbed however you want to see it by uh the federal uh magistrate
2: so when when agents are going through the academy this isn't an issue that they're being <laughs> schooled on.
4: I'm sure they're like, do they look like they have a bunch of drugs in their truck? If so, this corner crossing thing would probably be something you'd want to pay attention to. I think game wardens are like, this is a this is not our
5: we don't we don't oversee this. This is for the county right. sheriff. Yeah, they're they're
7: trespassed to
2: hunt. Man, I missed out on some good hunting over the years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the the way we understand it, the game and fish is right on their website. You know, Attorney General's opinion is it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. That's they, why when you tell me you just always knew you weren't supposed to do that, how did you know that? What did you read that said? I, I can't. That's a great question. I, think I don't state, know where it in comes
0: this from, state they yeah. what do they recommend against it.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I think even on Wyoming's it says we recommend you don't, but it's not codified as
2: illegal. It does not say. say it doesn't that.
5: say we they don't recommend. Don't no. Know.
2: Most of my western hunting was in the eastern part of Montana, and out know. there. I mean, you just know not to... Because it's recommended against it.
4: Yeah. Okay, so I had a conversation with a BLM law enforcement officer about an area that we were going to take a helicopter into, and he flat out said, well, why would you do that? Guys walk
2: into that all the time from this road. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. When you ask where I learned it from, Randy Newberg did that with that helicopter and like blew that big issue up. Yep. So that was one place that I'd heard that, I suppose. Yeah. My opinion, just just
1: being an out of stater and trying to read some information, you know, on this is the the powers that be, the people that don't want you to corner cross have done a great job of feeding propaganda bullshit to the public. Mm -hmm. You know, so and what got me pointed down that is I found the real estate ad. For this ranch, when it went when it went up for sale, back in the earlier mid 2000s, and I read it, and it said that the public. This is a real estate ad. Says that the public ground around this ranch has been litigated through a. It may have. I can't remember if it said a district court or a a court system, and that it was deemed that the public couldn't go there. No. So I didn't believe it. That's in the listing. That was in the real estate listing. I think I even may have that printed off somewhere. Wow, that's great, man. So, and so I, st- I tried to look up these court cases and found out there was no such court cases. You mean to things. tell me
4: that a Holy realtor.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, I mean, here's here's just, just to show our side of the fence here in Montana. And I started collecting a file on these um, because I had... It's one of those things that when I'm having a bad day, I like to make it even worse by fuming about this (laughs) horse shit, as you called it. Cute, almost new, two bedroom, one bath cabin on six plus acres with a two car garage being sold fully furnished with all appliances, blah, blah, blah. Ready to be a rental full-time or part-time residence. The subdivision boasts private trout stock ponds and access to public land behind a locked gate. Uh, So this is, comes right back full circle to our HOA, our evil HOA discussion that we started this thing with. And then it goes on to talk about, uh, just a short drive off the county maintained, which means everybody, county taxes are paying, paying to maintain the road, uh, and school bus route taxes around land only. It's a commodity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Just to- out
0: of
5: curiosity, were you guys accessing state or BLM? Both. Yeah.
0: All right. So there you are. He gives you your citation, and the citation carries with it. Can you do? You, is it mandatory court? Could you just pay it? Must and be appear. done with the whole thing. No,
1: it was a must appear. A must appear, appear.
0: If I yeah. remember
7: right. Okay. Yeah. And Most they appear. set the date for November eighth. That's right. Good <laughs> and, job, Phil. And so
0: and you, you get,
4: guys would already be out there hunting. That's perfect. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Save you some cash. Nice of Good em. deal.
0: Uh, you get a lawyer.
1: Well. So it's it, it, it's a seven hundred and fifty dollar fine, uh-huh. if I remember right. We know we didn't do anything wrong, but we're in a conundrum of what do we what do we do here? You know, how do you fight this? We all kind of wanted to fight it, yeah. Um, but it's still it's seven hundred fifty bucks. We could just be done done with it.
0: And like you go down and be like, all right, right, yep. yeah,
3: right. But if which you is went, typical if, if you went and paid right. it. Then were you just going to come back next year and pay it again? Well,
1: we hadn't thought that through all the way. <laughs> you know, but I—that it had been, be out been of the mentioned, right. <laughs> you know, that yeah. hey, we'd just double the cost of our elk tag and pay the yeah. fine and go, you know, type thought. But <laughs> that's as far as that went. Um, but we met some local guys, and they're like, hey, this is ridiculous. Uh, we know an organization. I'm going to try and hook you guys, put you guys together. And so this BHA group, this Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. That, Wyoming
4: BHA. Wyoming the BHA. The right.
1: The Wyoming chapter. Um, I can't remember. We get connected, and they're, they want to know our story. And so we write them, you know, what happened, a, a statement, and send it to them, and they see it as an opportunity, as a legit, you know, you guys haven't done anything wrong. We want to back you on this. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, set up the GoFundMe thing and get that ball rolling. Um, they find attorneys. You know, hey, I know this attorney, that attorney. You know, contact these guys. And so we just got on the phone and got representation, and it snowballed. You know, it went to what it is now. And they done a phenomenal job of getting that money going. It raised what thirty some thousand
4: dollars. Fast. Fast. Ultimately, up, you know, right around 70. And
1: days. then it kind of flatlined a little bit. And then Steve hears about it. Right. You know, and throws a Instagram thing out there. Me and Phil's checking game cameras or something out in the woods one day. And my brother-in-law, John, texts and says, have you looked at the GoFundMe? I'm like, no. And he's like, look at it. And it was just, it was clicking after you threw the Instagram message out there. And it like doubles in money overnight. And here we are. You know, the whole thing just grew. How long was the? So, how many of you guys had to show up for the trial? Four of us. All of us. How how many days was the trial? Three. three. Are you serious? Yeah. Now who did three the, days for a misdemeanor?
4: Did that's, the actual
0: landowner crazy.
1: show up? Right. No. Did the no. ranch manager? Was yeah, he? He was summoned? on the stand. Okay. Yeah, he was. Was spending. he Will? Was he wanting to be there, or was he called to the stand? I assume he was called. Actually, he was called by the prosecutor. He was the prosecutor's witness. And right? this is this is like a
0: there's a jury. This is a jury thing or not? Because it's a misdemeanor. So, it's not a jury. It is a jury. It is a okay.
1: jury trial for him. I didn't know this. Because you had to plead. You pled not guilty, which
0: makes it a jury thing.
1: Well, you still didn't. You have to request a jury trial, I believe. Okay. The whole legal side of I didn't know this. A misdemeanor is only six jurors. Oh, I didn't know that either. Hmm. Yeah. So learn that through this. <laughs> Less expensive. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, three days of witnesses. three days of maps. looking at different maps that were the same map, just <laughs> in a different color, <laughs> you know, and Legos. Yeah, the, stack, Lego the, defense, the Lego. Did you guys the have Lego. to
5: outline like everywhere you went and things? No. Well, we're we're defendants, you know,
1: so they have to prove us guilty. Right. So did you so Did you just, have the ladder there?
5: No. The
1: ladder didn't come <laughs> oh, into no. play. There was pictures of the ladder. We weren't gonna haul the ladder back out. How now. long did the jury deliberate? The ladder. Two hours. Well, they ate lunch. Two, two and a half hours. <laughs> they got their lunch out of it. Yeah, they ate lunch and was out an as hour and a half. As I they believe. Could drink. Right. So,
0: so they deliberated for an hour and a half, which included lunch. Correct. And they come back and what? Not
1: guilty. Is that easy. It's nervous. That's a pretty nervous deal standing up. You know whether a jury's gonna decide whether you're but a had criminal or not. But had they decided you were guilty, would you have had to pay court costs? I don't know. I wonder at the same <laughs> yeah, time. I'm sure they would have. You know, yeah, I don't I don't know how that got played out.
0: You weren't handcuffed we a word, or anywhere. Did no, you get a, no, no, no. No little orange jumpsuits
1: or nothing? No, we teased my, my brother-in-law, John, who's one of our hunting buddies. He's the nervous one, you know, he was just scared to death somebody was going to think he was a criminal, you know, because he touched air. And so we teased him <laughs> about getting his own jumpsuit, and, <laughs> you know. Don't pick up the soap type thing.
2: Be a good Christmas present. Right. It? And there's there right.
0: stands right now, um and I don't know to what degree you can't really get into it. They're revisiting this through a civil suit. We have been
1: sued civilly by the landowner. Do you know can you disclose how much you're being sued for? There is no amount.
4: Right, because you have to prove the damage. I believe it reads The amount is to be determined by the jury. Sure. So the jury (laughs) would have the serious weight on their shoulders of determining how bruised the airspace is (laughs) and what that bruising would amount to in a dollar figure. Yes. Of air. That moves. What that surgery is going to (laughs) cost. So the air is, when you go to like
0: settle up with the air... It's different air now. It's different air. Yeah, I read this thing one time that was saying that um, that was <laughs> where do I slide that, my card? That you're breathe you know? when you breathe, you're breathing in air molecules that had been breathed by Jesus. The air molecules are just like how so who Lord knows where those things are now. And, and what that.
4: was the value he assigned to them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as Maybe Caesar. Let's, let's get into. It'd be it. interesting <laughs>
0: if you could ask him. What do you think about this whole corner crossing thing? Yeah, <laughs> that's going, going back to it. Not much, I imagine.
4: Going back to what Steve said, my favorite part of this is that they can't say the quiet part out loud, which is that we just want to protect our sweet
6: public Slunspot. land. That's
4: ours, yes. right. ours so, in quotes. Right. But so, like, when you're sitting in the courtroom and they're this the, the phrase "touching air," I, I know that's not how they framed it in the courtroom, but just like, did it sound did their defense no, or argument they sound it. preposterous? Like that's, a, you, that's exactly what it boiled down to.
0: So he never turned to the judge and was like. Was it a man or a woman? It was judge? a woman judge. Okay. Never turned to her and said, uh, Your Honor, uh, let me level with you. <laughs> um, I bought this because I thought I could hunt all this public ground and no one else could. And this is kind of fucking that whole deal up.
1: <laughs> well, he was never there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, ranch man. He manager. sends his hired representative, hand. hired hand in there. Did, the did the
0: lawyer, did the lawyer for the other side, did they seem pretty committed or were they kinda eye roly? The prosecutor?
1: Yeah. They were very committed. He wanted to see you guys get in trouble. They, they were he very... He wanted your seven hundred. Someone bucks. had lit
5: a fire under his ass. I... I well, was a woman. <laughs> it was a female. Her ass. Sorry. Actually.
1: <laughs> but I don't know... We never understood what... Why she had a horse in this race. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. What was the judge's demeanor about
0: the whole thing? Did she seem to be that her time was being wasted or... Professional. Professional. You know. Professional I, I was on program. a jury one time and... We convicted a guy on on a a crack cocaine deal, and we convicted. And then the judge says to the jury, I want you to hang around for a minute, okay? And all the stuff happens, everybody leaves. And the judge says, I'm going to tell you some things that if there's any amount of guilt that you might feel, I want to put that guilt at rest and tell you about some non-submissible evidence. Gotcha. Which he then laid out all this shit that they couldn't tell you about. And you're like, dude, why are they not have told us about that? Right. Like shooting people,
1: strangling people. Made you feel good about putting the dirt on Oh, yeah. In jail. But they like,
0: they couldn't make because it was like he already had been in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get done there, like, damn, I wish I'd have known that all along. Man, I would have been sitting there out of well, I would have done what you, what they tried to get you to not do. Which is get them, make them pay all over again for what he done earlier, right?
1: Man, we just hope going through this whole process that people look at us and go, "I think they're pretty decent guys that were just going hunting." Yeah, you know, because we've read the stuff where people thought we were trying to get arrested on purpose, and that's insane. You know,
3: yeah. When when you
5: guys were camped there over like both times, did you have any groups of hunters drive by and be like, "Hmm, what are they up to there?" (laughs) <laughs> we had a couple we had a
1: couple guys stop and say, "Hey, you know, trying just trying to feel out your right. hunting situation and so I used to fish a lot competitively and stuff, so I've learned how to You're a competitive bass fisherman? Yeah, a, lot, really? a little bit. So you learn how to have those conversations and and talk and not Without say... Without giving anything away. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that's the same thing you do in the hunting world. <laughs>
4: Getting any?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Seen a few. Now, Steve, <laughs> just out of
4: curiosity, how did you jump to the conclusion that he was competitive bass fisherman? Because he's from
0: Missouri. I didn't think he's a competitive trout fisherman. <laughs> well, no, they probably got some good trout fishing. They do, yeah. Because, uh, like, if you tallied up how many competitive fishermen are in the world, wouldn't 99% be competitive bass fishermen? If yeah. I was talking to a Bahamian and he says he's a competitive fisherman, I would think he's in like the tuna Calcuttas, yeah. being from the
4: Bahamas and all. Yeah, uh, good conclusion. So, the do we want to talk about the Unlawful Enclosures Act, which no. was?
0: I want to save that.
4: Okay, because that that's a super interesting. Like where part. this is headed. But that's one of the things without that
0: we bringing hung our without hat on. bringing you in without oh you did hang your hat
1: on it we hung our hat on that unlawful enclosures act when also we, that that came up in court that no oh that came up in our personal conversations yeah. of building a ladder and them trying to block us yeah. and, and all that well
0: Cal I haven't been keeping you up to speed because it's it's brand spickety new but I'm I'm working lead on a guest.
4: Th- that, that could get into that a
0: subject matter expert. Perfect, awesome. So I was trying to just to milk this out more, you know.
4: The, um, but uh, sorry, that it, it is relevant for this because that was the argument that allowed it to be kind of plucked into federal court, the the civil civil trial. Oh, because so
0: it is it is emerging already. Like that conversation, I thought that was like a conversation that will come eventually.
4: No, there is an argument made on behalf of all four of our corner crossers that said um this civil suit has no basis because of and i'm very very much simplifying and and uh uh anyway
0: well, the, the reason yeah. I'm going easy on this is I have been. I'm not trying to be like cryptic. Well, I am. Well, I am I, trying to be. Cryptic. I don't know enough about it. To well, talk I've, about had, it well, I've had. So. I've had off the com, oh, I've had off the record conversations with individuals who have. They've off the record explained issues around the enclosures thing. Um, that I would like to get into. In the future, because it's very interesting,
4: and do it in a way that doesn't lead people in a lot of bad directions. Yeah, in, in assumptions. No, that's that's good. And
0: as and and, and as uh, in this studio, Dave Wilms, yep, who doesn't have a he's no horse in the race, right? Just as a bystander, pointed out that the Enclosures Act has been used. Around like uh, commercial travel, I think if I remember correct, it's on public records. It's on this episode uh, or on this show. It's been used around shipping. It's been used around trucking. So but commerce, it, but it hasn't been. It's never been applied to pedestrian traffic. And in his pondering, um, his pondering is it was in on the sh- on the episode previous episode. His pondering was what would happen were one to take pedestrian traffic and look at it through the lens of the Enclosures Act. Um, And to date, that hadn't been done. And he could, and he, I can't remember exactly, but he brought up ways in which it would be an interesting conversation. And he could see this and he could see that, but, but it hasn't been applied to foot traffic.
4: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Did I kind of roughly summarize that correctly? On, on the the civil suit. Yeah, it's part of the
1: argument, I believe. Um, we haven't had great in-depth conversations. We've had small conversations, you know, with attorneys, and we let those handle, handle the legal thing. I just sit here and keep thinking of, as as an out-of-state hunter, and there's thousands of us that go west to go hunting, why can it not be simple as what you can and cannot do? Yeah, You 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 shouldn't have these conversations.
0: Do you guys still have a little jingle in your um, legal defense fund? No.
1: Really? No, it's short, and I've got one more attorney bill I need to pay, so we're going to have to have some conversations and get some more money rolling. I don't think we need much. When will the civil thing become more clear, like what you got to do and all that? We don't know yet. Okay. Um, There's some judgments, some...
4: Well it depends on that federal court, right?
1: Well the federal court's keeping the case. Right. And so then there's a there's some emotions out there that they have to rule on first. Got it. Maybe just a motion to dismiss. I don't remember exactly. The, That's one, attorney's jobs.
0: Yeah, one of the problems and I've learned this watching different Supreme Court cases and federal cases, is oftentimes you want it to be like this um like final decision, right? But a lot of times it's doesn't like, happen. No, it's so uh, like the findings are so obscure. Would be that our ruling is that the state should go and better define <laughs> part of this, better define a term at play here. And you're like, right. ah,
4: that was it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. you guys are going to have to define air.
0: Yeah, right. Or, or like you know, you're like you're like oh. Also would it be like, ta-da!
4: Exactly.
0: It just winds up being like another sort of, they punt it,
1: right? That was part of the argument in court, was they argued over the definition of public land and private land. And so the prosecutor wanted to use the definition of private land, and so our attorneys argued the definition. Well, in that case, we must have the definition of public land. Mm-hmm. And but if one would have been
4: and there goes a day, you know, right,
1: <laughs> you know, you waste a lot of time in court. Were you
0: following <laughs> everything in court?
1: Like, yeah, was, it, was it
0: easy to follow if just someone who had been sitting in there?
1: If we're sitting in a room. The courtroom was about twice this size. Oh, so, yeah, there's no getting away from any of it. You're right in amongst the middle of.
0: I mean, did it ever everything. get to where they were arguing over obscure stuff you hadn't thought about before? Or were you were you tracking the arguments like you knew what was going on?
7: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff you don't think about. That they brought up that surprised you
0: Uh, that it came up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of
1: that before we actually went to court, too. All the different motions and arguments were forever.
7: I thought we already did this. (laughs) Worded it a different way. Right.
5: Hmm. So where things are at now? Did it screw up your hunting plans for this year? That's what I want to
3: know. Where are you hunting this fall? That place might be a little blown up now,
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're probably not going to draw tags this year for... Don't say too much, Phil. You don't
1: <laughs> give out that kind of information,
4: remember?
7: I'm an
0: old
4: fisherman. We've,
7: we've got we've got other planes. <laughs> we'll hunt somewhere.
0: Oh, the landowner, he probably just invited you out by this point, didn't he? <laughs> my phone, Listen, has, you boys
5: yeah, just Yeah, my come. phone hasn't <laughs> rang. Hire <laughs> you, you know. guys as guides out there. Right, he should.
4: Yeah. Well, maybe you write <laughs> we, a letter that says come on out to our place in Missouri, you know?
5: Yeah, he can
1: come. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll take him hunting. There you go. No yeah. problem with that. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, they didn't guys. even swap, right? Um, we're gonna wrap it up.
5: The first, ah, uh, first shit, to raise some money for your legal fund, you need to develop a like packable, lightweight, like carbon fiber version of that uh, that ladder.
0: Well, when you guys do find out what's <laughs> up ahead, please let us know, and we'll help get some more. We'll help get a little more jingle rolling for you.
1: Yeah, when we know that street, you know, we'll that know. street
0: turn for money, Yanni. <laughs> Yanni's like, what are they gonna <laughs> do with you. some jingles? <laughs> Johnny's trying to think of a jingle. Some Christmas cash.
4: Uh, yeah, thank you guys very very much for for coming. Oh, it's great to have you. I want to Thanks take a pic- I want to take a
0: picture with you guys yeah, and be like, thank here's some here's some evil. Corner crossing. Uh... Uh... Oh yeah, this brings me all the way back to the outlaw Josie Wales. Man, you don't mess with the Missourians. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
4: Missouri boat ride.
1: <laughs> all right, guys, you guys sticking around for trivia? I guess if we're supposed to, you better. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah. No, would be great. I'll probably beat you guys' asses.
7: We're counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's the trivia guy. Phil's awesome. the trivia guy. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Really us. appreciate
0: it. Please come back. Don't do any other podcasts. <laughs> right on. <laughs> This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need, and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better BetterHelp.com. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATER for 10% off your purchase.